0: Big news. I have some important (laughs) news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy.
1: K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael Fashion for everyone. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, good morning,
2: Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing today? Good.
1: Good. Sound like you're feeling a little bit better?
2: Yeah, you know, small baby steps. We're getting there. Um, Happy Tuesday. Another rainy day in the forecast for today.
1: It feels like winter the last two days. I know, right?
2: I know. I know.
1: It's It's kind of nice, though. though.
2: Yeah. When I was up at 6 o'clock walking the dog, it was, like, nice and breezy. Yeah. As a
1: matter of fact, uh, RCIPS has launched their Winter Guardian Safety Campaign. Okay. Remember Ah. when it was Christmas Cracker?
2: I do remember Christmas Cracker. (laughs) (laughs) Right. As Aaron
1: says, it should be, uh, they should be out there conducting yeah. like, uh, these operations every day. Yeah. <laughs> Not just in the house. Don't,
2: don't how, how did people, morning show. How did people make it to the new roundabout yesterday? I was impressed. We, yeah. We were too. I mean,
3: it was yeah. rainy when we went through, like when I went through, it was really rainy and it was bucketing down and dark. So it was a little, uh, wild
1: it was really nice to see them out there with the the lights it's all lit up and the people stood out there for hours in raincoats it was good job yeah well done
2: awesome all right so listen a couple bits and pieces that i think we didn't really get to yesterday so let's wrap those up um a man has been identified now this is one of those kind of bizarre stories remember last week we said that skeletal remains were found um in the mangrove area of east end and so everybody was like, "Oh my God! We're like, what could that be? What mystery is this?" Well, it was solved uh, rather quickly after um, police confirmed that the identity of the person is Mr. Adrian Williamson, who was reported missing on July the sixth of 2022, 26 wow. year old at the time. Yeah, I remember that story because I remember his family reached out and they were like, "You know, help us find him." Yeah, it's sad, but at least they have some degree of of closure. So. Yeah. Wow. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, there was another sudden death over the weekend that the police are investigating as well. Um, there was a bit of an unusual story. We won't go into need too many details, but let's just say that a couple scammers in Jamaica, um, they're involved in the scamming business, had uh, siblings actually, had a bit of a situation that did not end too well for them. So, you know, crime doesn't pay. Any any person listening to the program who might be thinking, oh, I'll just scam somebody. It's easy. Remember that it never pays off. Uh, CMR has access to video. We know that the MASH unit is investigating the situation where a group of young men showed up to a residence in West Bay armed and ready to fight a teenage occupant who was inside of the building. Wow. Pretty, Pretty wild story. And I almost wouldn't believe it if we didn't have video evidence of it. It's one of those things where somebody tells you that, and you're like, uh, that sounds a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Came in airways. Uh, left some 200 bags behind. Yeah, what was that story? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, Yeah. over the weekend.
3: Are they going to find the, the people who did that?
1: Uh. Well... Some confused. so what uh, yeah, so what happened so they, the the plane took on too much fuel. yeah, or, so the,
2: the plane basically, I mean, my inside uh, sources say how it works is people in Grand Cayman, uh, they do the load based on passengers, number of passengers, number of bags, mm-hmm. and then they figure out how much fuel the plane actually needs because there's a very, very strict requirement about when the plane lands, not taking off, not so much right.
1: Off, That's right.
2: But when the plane lands, um the fuel capacity has to be you know x amount, right?
1: Yeah, it's not so, like a car. This is how they do it. It's not like a car where you fill up the, the tank all the way till it's full. Yeah. Typically, planes are fueled for the flight duration plus 45 minutes in right. case you have to divert or whatever. So, you're yeah. not all, so it helps with the weight.
2: Yeah. So, so for a you lot land, of time, you let, you can't, you.
1: that's why planes dump fuel in an emergency because you can't land with the same weight that you take off. You have to land right. lighter.
2: Yeah. So, it would have been no problem with a. A longer flight, but of course, the Miami flight is not that long. So basically, they had to leave behind like 200 bags.
1: And did they bring them back back down? Yeah, 20?
2: I mean, I was impacted by it. Well, not specifically by that, but my bags were left in the morning, on the morning flight. But apparently, the, it was the evening flight that was impacted for this specific issue. But I must say that Airways moved very, very swiftly. Uh, they used both the cargo flight and the regular flight, both um, yesterday and late Sunday, to bring any bags that were, were left behind.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it doesn't sound like it was a fault necessarily of Cayman Airways. It sounds like it was a fault of the ground crew.
2: Well, I'm assuming the ground crew here in Grand Cayman made some miscalculations.
1: No, it was the flight that was leaving Miami coming here that was over with. I
2: know, but they get the instructions from Grand Cayman. Okay. Hmm. Well. Yeah.
1: Not sure how that works. So, exactly, but
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> keep us
1: posted. I know you will. All
2: right. So listen, I really quickly on this one. Uh, my sources got their ears to the ground said that the government is actually contemplating increasing the stamp duty. Because, you know, they don't have the money that they were just giving away a couple of days ago.
3: Well, obviously.
2: So one thing that they're talking about is increasing stamp duty. They were, at it was on the table, thought words of 15%. Wow. Developers and real estate folks were like, what, are you crazy? Um, and then they're, they're thinking that it'll make us all feel better if they say, well... We won't come for Caymanians yet. We're gonna just do it for expats in the rich areas, or or the rich areas where Caymanians probably are not purchasing property. Wait, what? That's kind of rude. Yeah, I'm gonna keep oh. you guys updated on this one because I think wow. yeah, that's that's assuming a lot about it. Sure, <laughs> it sure is. That
1: sounds like uh, <laughs> that sounds like litigation to me. <laughs>
2: yep, I'll keep you posted.
1: All right, right. Sandy, I know you will. And we'll catch you tomorrow (laughs) for the Wednesday headlines.
2: Have a good one. See you later. All right, folks, good morning. Happy Tuesday. As I would say, what a hot mess. Let's kick off our Tuesday show in four, three, two, one.
0: Bigger. Bigger. Better. Better. Bolder. Bolder. The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level, right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's community radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've
4: come to set the
5: record straight. I've come to shine the light on you. Let me introduce myself.
6: I am the cold, hard
7: true.
0: Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman. Live! direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626
7: that number again is
0: 345-936-2626
2: How many days do we have left? Uh, Hold, hold on. Christmas countdown. Uh, we've got oh, 12 days, 16 hours, 22 minutes, and 55 seconds until Christmas. Wow. I don't know what to say, but it's coming. So, how are you guys feeling today? Um, good morning. We are on our regular YouTube channel. We're back up, honey, Chill. Mm hmm. Super excited. We're at a YouTube jail, so I've got it on both. Um, oh, somebody sent me some so early in the morning. I've got it on both um, both of our channels this morning, just in case. We'll keep it on the second one for a couple of days and then switch that one off. Uh, the important thing about the backup channel is that you only use it for backup purposes. Don't use it for regular times because if you get blocked, then you get blocked on both, which is obviously not what you want to do. So which usual suspects are with me this morning? You guys know the Tuesday routine. Good morning to Vernita, Ms. Brenda, Everton, Siobhan. Almost 200 people already. Damien is here. Oh my goodness, sorry. Uh, Tim, good morning. Um, Saying, uh, oh, is it Stephanie that's using Tim's account? Good morning. Uh, Yeah, we've got the video. Don't worry, KK, it's coming up. Huh. Don't worry, KK. We're going to so talk about that this morning. Good morning to Janae. Damien's in the house. Saying common sense isn't so common these days. I wonder if it's ever been common, Damien. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Dean, good morning. Morning to Alice, Ervalyn. Are you still traveling, er- Ervalyn, are you back in Grand Cayman? Patricia's in the house. Good morning to Haley. Um, Damien, we'll talk a bit about that. I think it's it's worth a discussion. Uh yep, KK, we're getting there. Good morning to the lovely Sandy. Uh Felicia Rankin is here with us. Miss Juanita, Robert. So many suspects. Oh my gosh, you guys are up bright and early this morning. Good morning to Miss Debbie, Richard Newton joining us from uh Georgetown, I believe. CC, wee wee, and Diamond Princess. And of course, uh Irvlyn says she's back. Awesome. It would not be a Tuesday without Shamari Scott. So Shamari, hello. <laughs> hello.
8: Good morning. Good morning.
2: Gosh, I love the glasses. Those are so funny. So for the benefit of our radio listeners, Shamari has on glasses this morning with two little Santas protruding out of the top of the glasses. That is so cute.
9: I'm and
2: yes uh, yes, his sugar cane, his um, candy cane necklace. I should get There's sugar cane. Yeah, Does it light up?
8: Well, uh, you know, my youngest Isaiah, had it from last year and oh. <laughs> left the battery on, so I have to go to <laughs> I have to go somewhere to find these small batteries to put back in to get it to light up. But I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there.
2: All right. So um, show me what mug you just used. Uh,
8: oh, well, that was that was my mug for my water. This one is this one is the Dolphins mug. But you know, we actually played uh, okay. yesterday Monday night game late game tough oh, tough game lost by one point but we're still oh, no. on top of the AFC East so we're now 9 and 4 um we have five what five games left um we're second in the overall AFC first in the AFC East which is our conference so we're still we're still in good place but this morning isn't as good as other tuesday mornings would have
2: been uh, tell me something when you lose by one point does that hurt more than losing big.
8: Yeah, I think it does. I think it does, especially yeah. in the way we lost. Yeah, yeah. Oh my
2: gosh. yeah. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear
8: that. It's all good. We're well, still winning the Super Bowl.
2: Yes, and we've got uh, lots to celebrate this morning. Um, some good news, Health City. This is this is like a feel-good Tuesday right before Christmas. Um, so, Medical Rundown Tuesdays, folks. Today we're going to po- focus on a lot of positivity. Um, Shamari, you guys have been doing some amazing things. I know last week we did a little bit of a recap for what 2023 was looking like uh, for you. And now today we're going to talk a little bit. We've got some uh, wonderful guests waiting in the back studio that we're going to pull in. And we're going to talk about some of them and their stories.
8: Oh, definitely. And, um, you know, this is our last CMR for for the year. So we thought we would go out with a bang. Um, just speaking about a lot of the Positivity that happens based on based on Health City being here, not only for the local community but also for those from overseas that happen to be on island or who are actually travel in at times um, for procedures and surgeries. And it's a little bit bittersweet, and I say bittersweet just because the stories that you're going to hear um, from um, Kristen, who was a former patient from overseas, as well as Christopher, her husband, are going to be mm-hmm. heartwarming. However, Chris Malloy um, is a Patriots fan, and therefore I'm sure he's going to <laughs> rub in the fact that the Dolphins lost. So that's what's bitter about it. But what's sweet about it is that we obviously have emergency cases, cases that come to triage. We deal with cardiac, um, you know, neuro, whether it's neurology or neurosurgery. Um, oncology from a cancer care perspective, orthopedics, and we, we see a little bit of everything. We see um, obviously residents that come electively to us, also emergency, and then from overseas, we also see patients who come electively on the plane, um, cruise lines, sometimes they get off the, the cruise ship for diagnostics, as well as the patients, I'm sorry, the visitors that are on the cruise ship, will have an emergent type of situation that they will end up at at Health City. Um, So we have various scenarios of patients that come to us when typically all always have good outcomes. Obviously, um, in not all cases, can you have great outcomes, but for the most part, um, with the team that we have at Health City that would have done thousands of procedures, um, as well as with the equipment and the way Health City functions, um, we're one of the the top hospitals, not only in this region but but in the world, um, mm-hmm. and we look forward to, to helping our patients um, every day.
2: Yeah, and the good news is it doesn't matter whether you're a dolphin fan or not; they help everybody.
8: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they should sign a waiver. You know, will you we'll switch over to, to the dolphins before we treat
2: you? Oh my gosh! Well, uh, you said Chris is going to have something different to say about that, so let's go ahead and bring yeah. in Kristen and her team. Good morning, everyone. Hey, hello. (laughs) How are you guys doing? Very good, Sandy. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I see you got the whole family there. Well, we all love Shamari, and we really feel bad about that. Ooh, that tough loss against (laughs) the Titans. Uh,
8: (laughs) See? I told you. Just
4: one point. Just one. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable! Let, me, Unbelievable. let me be clear: losing yes. by one is much more brutal than
2: losing <laughs> by multiple. Yes. I was kind of wondering.
10: But the, I... the good
11: thing,
8: Sandy, is that the the Patriots get beat by like three touchdowns this year, so we oh. don't have to worry about losing by that one point. Uh, you
4: know, but Sandy, to uh, show yes. our gratitude to Hell City and Shamari, I've been holding this wonderful Gillette. Uh-huh. Customized dolphin razor for Shamari. So when we go back to the island, wow, we have this made for Shamari. Okay, we
8: need a close up to make sure that isn't the Patriots. No, oh, that, there is
4: go. A, uh, that is you a that is a. Oh, there we go. Okay. Down, okay, Oh my gosh, sexually made, oh, Sandy.
2: When we get back to the island, I yeah, am bringing yeah. this with me. Absolutely. You know what is so funny, Shamari? I was in, in Miami, and sorry for the. I'm still trying to fight this cold here, but um. I was in Miami for the weekend and, you know, in Walmart, they've got a whole section of dolphin gear. And I thought of you when I saw that section, I was like, Oh, look at Shamari. He probably comes into Walmart and heads right for all the (laughs) Dolphins sweaters and everything else.
4: (laughs) Just to show you what fans we are, you should know, uh, Sandy, the Dolphins has the second most winning record this season. They're only Mm -hmm. behind the Ravens. although. That tough loss could have put him in first place.
10: Yeah. We have
4: Hannah. So Hannah was with us hi, when uh, yeah. her mother became ill. And then my son Shane, he wanted to say hi to Shamara. Any chance we get to either yeah. say hello to him or
2: harass him, we take <laughs> advantage of <laughs> So tell us a little bit um, about how you came to be a patient at Health City.
4: Do you want to get the one we get back on? You can
11: start. That's fine.
4: So
2: uh, believe it or not, we took, for the first time
4: ever, a uh, cruise with uh, Disney. And we that's took cool. Hannah. And that was uh, about three or four years Two. ago.
10: Yeah. Was it five? Four. Okay. Four. Hannah
4: knows more than five. I do, obviously. <laughs> and uh, her mom became violently ill. out of nowhere, oh And uh, it was uh, – uh, I'm not overstating this. It was a life-or-death situation. So she was pulled off the cruise. Um, We'd never been on the Cayman Islands, never really even knew about Grand Cayman. Most of our travel for business has all been U.S. based. Actually, I just came in yesterday. Um, So we were escorted off the ship very quickly, ferreted over to Hell City. And I got to tell you, once the family in the U.S. uh, became educated on what was happening to Kristen and the dire straits, the first and every single recommendation was get off the island. You've got to get her back to the U.S. You've got oh, to get wow. her to Miami. There's no one really, you know, just let's yeah. call it ignorance of the Americans. Okay. You know, we had no idea. Um, so I remember pulling into Hell City. And uh, the first thing I was amazed by was the doctors. Okay. So this is a life or death situation. I can't even think. i don't don't, i've got to first of all manage chris and i've got to manage getting my daughter squared away we actually had to get someone to fly out and pick her up and bring her back to texas a friend of the family but one of the first things that happened was the international department uh, became very quickly involved They're not involved in terms of hey how are you going to pay for this that would be the u.s approach (laughs) would be sitting down and going payment schedule they were more concerned about do you have a place to stay how can we help you Let's figure out what we can do together. Let's put together a plan. And then the doctors started coalescing around us. And I immediately started getting a uh, very wonderful feeling about the facility um, and very impressed by it. And, okay. I, you know, it was it was amazing trying to balance the pressure uh, well intended from family to get Kristen off the island to myself saying, hey, geez, you know what? This really feels like a very professional facility. And there is no way. Now, we live in Boston. We have some of the top hospitals in the world here. Uh, I'm not uh, degrading any of their care. It's excellent. We go to Mass General ourselves. But the what I was most impressed with was the time the doctors and the medical staff were mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, honestly, if you had said to me, hey, Chris, what's one plus one? I'm not sure I can answer it today, to be honest. But um, back then, I'd have absolutely no chance. And right. it was a very stressful situation. And um, I knew, so Kristen's health has been immaculate, never had a problem, never had uh-huh. a health issue, nothing. So wow. I'm looking at her saying, this is it. This is going to oh be And um, I'll let you jump in, Kristen. But I was immediately impressed by the stuff. I'll leave you with this thought. So Dr. Zach yeah. was the attending physician. I believe that was his name. Uh-huh. And uh, we had a chance to fly Kristen off the island. And I, I remember grabbing Dr. Deepak and saying, I want her to stay here. Please wow. don't, don't move her. Yes. And, I, and I'll never forget. I was really worried they were going to take her away from the great care she was getting. Uh-huh. And I remember Dr. Deepak saying to me, you know, Chris, I'm sorry, I've missed a lot of calls from the US. <laughs> yes. So I'm not sure we're going to be able to get your wife back. And I'm like, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's,
3: we didn't really plan to be there, right? So yes. you don't ever think something like that's going to really happen to you,
11: um,
3: especially when you're on vacation. And, um, you know, I think it was it was actually fate because I was so ill, they probably could have taken me off in Cozumel, which would have been quite frightening thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. Back to that. Um, so, you know, the ability that I was able to make it to Grand Cayman was just very fortunate for us because like Chris said, you don't think of anything like that ever happening, but two, Mm -hmm. you don't really think of world-class medical facilities in the Caribbean. Like I, before I even did this trip, I was like, I wouldn't even think that that exists, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess we did have an option um, in the ambulance. They could have taken us to another facility, which would have been probably okay. But I think for me and the critical nature of my illness, the fact that the the ambulance crew took me to um, Hell City. And I remember it was quite a trip from the cruise terminal to get to your facility oh, in the yeah. end. Um And it was quite long. And, you know, we're sitting there and the, I do have very strong recollections of coming into the, the emergency department and being treated very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, for us, like it was just, you know, I wouldn't be here today having this conversation with you. And I would have missed out on so many you know, family events, it would have just been a total change to, you know, our lives. I mean, it, it really was something that, you know, you'll never forget. Um, and i carry that with me forever, you know, that the care yeah. that I received um, was just world-class. And, you know, the whole model about how the hospital works, um, mm-hmm. and the care and treatment, I still have very vivid memories of that. And I think I always will. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a family, we're very indebted to Health City the level of care that they provided for not only me, but for my family. And I think that is a differentiation that you don't often see, you know, it's usually just patient, centric. Right. But right. you guys down there, you know, it was like a whole team approach to take care of not just me, but my care provider, which as we all know, it's to be the care provider sometimes is more difficult than to be the patient.
10: Yeah, but absolutely.
3: All of Chris's needs were taken care of as well, not just mine. So. You
4: mentioned. That. Well, Sandy, here's an interesting story. So when we came back to the U.S., uh-huh. Kristen went into Mass General. For folks that don't know about Mass General, it's probably one of the most premier hospitals in the world. Uh-huh. And um, so Kristen went into Mass General, and she had a line of doctors. <laughs> and the first question they said is, what, it's, what is it like to get treated uh-huh. in the Caribbean? They were blown away. And we were like, well, Health City, they, Harvard Business School did a whole study on them. So Mm -hmm. they started interviewing Kristen about her experience about Health City. Oh, wow. And and then the doctors would say, geez, we've read through the records from Health City. They were like blown away. Oh, my God. In terms of, they were like, we are so, because they were ignorant about Health City, but we started directing them to, hey, you should really read about it. You should learn about it. And they were absolutely impressed. We Mm -hmm. had not seen the notes, but the doctors were like, oh, my God. Talk wow. about detailed and being specific and in terms of the value equation because I think this comes into play a lot so I'll just put into perspective we were in health city I think almost three weeks mm-hmm. I think two of the three was ICU so mm-hmm. we're there thinking about almost a month I it was, a month. It was wow. a month, almost a month
10: mom was in ICU for two weeks then we had to- then in the hospital for one week, but
4: then you had to stay in the house. All right, Hannah B. is educating dad. It feels more most, like a You okay? know exactly what
10: happened. Uh, like they
2: get rid of, the, get rid of Pops and put Hannah in the interview. Was, uh, was Hannah uh, reading through those, those uh, doctor's notes? <laughs> it seems pretty well-versed in exactly what happened.
4: Yeah, it's kind of like educating me. But, uh, so the one-week stay in uh, Mass General was about a Uh, uh, health city was about a third of the cost so said another way we spent a month at health city and i would i'm telling you we had an easy choice Kristen's mom every single relative get her off the island get Mm -hmm. her off the island Mm -hmm. it went from that discussion to don't leave the island don't leave health city i'm not Mm -hmm. taking her anywhere so we had that choice and the only reason i bring up the financials because yeah. it's important. I think one of the things Health City is trying to do is make world-class health care more yeah. affordable to the masses. And we were just blown away by that. And the other thought I'll leave you with is it's not just the hospital.
10: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so I was on my own, and I would walk up and down. I think that was uh, outside the blowholes, that beautiful
2: wall. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm.
4: Andy, I would say, so I was pretty much lost. I'd go there for a walk up and down. And I had, I can't tell you the number of Kamanian people that would pull over Mm -hmm. and say, are you okay? Is everything all right? Wow. It wasn't just the, because I was on my own and I was living either at the facility, um, uh, you know, the hotel that's on the facility or a little further down on the East End. But the Kamanian people, the feeling of the island, the feeling of support, I was never alone. Mm-hmm. Even when I would go pick up dinner or something, people would see me alone on the island and come over and talk to me. So one of the things that really amplified the experience of Health City is where they've decided to locate the facility. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing like, in my opinion, I have goosebumps now just feeling it, of mm-hmm. the Romanian people, the kindness, the, that came in kind. I mm-hmm. got a little education of it as time went on, but... N- I can't tell you the number of people that pulled over, mm-hmm. that took the time to say, "Hey, is everything okay?" Wow! Yeah. And let me tell you, if that was happening where we live in the U.S., I, I'm not, I think I'd start running down the street a little faster. But <laughs> in the, on the Grand Cayman, it was just like yeah. you never felt alone. Yes. I mean, it, wow. it it was even remember the so you talk about the doctors and the quality of the healthcare. What I think healthcare, what Health City doesn't get recognized for. From the custodian up. So there was a woman that was always cleaning the floors and would always see me. She would Mm -hmm. come over and start talking to me to make sure I was okay. She was like, honey, I saw your wife today. She really looks great. Mm -hmm. You're talking about from the very moment you walk in. Mm -hmm. And just that woman coming over to say those words to me. Mm-hmm. There's not enough money in the world to pay for that The greeters at the hospital When you walk in they typically have a greeter or At least they did back then mm-hmm. From the moment you walked in The cafeteria manager who knew We were under serious pressure Would flip Hannah a free cookie mm. You may not think Hey what's a free cookie It means a hell of a lot When, you, when you're looking at you know your wife potentially dying
2: Right, wow so, um, oh, my gosh, what an amazing story. So can we back up a little bit, uh, Kristen, and ask what happened to you? I mean, how did you get so sick on the cruise ship?
3: Yeah, so they had, I had some type of um, stomach issue that they don't really know. It's interesting um, huh. what happened to me, like how I became so acutely ill so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually, when I came back to the U.S., they tried to figure out what it was. And even the doctors at Health City, they had to treat me for the symptoms that I had. So I ended up developing what they call uh, primary peritonitis, which is very rare. I guess it's only a couple, five, 10% of cases are like that. It usually is some other issue that within your you know stomach that causes it. Um, and from there, it just kind of, you know, I had sepsis and some other issues. So like my whole body got, became affected. So I had surgery there um, and then, you know, to treat me, to get me back to a level of health so that I could be well enough to travel home was barely the primary objective. I think they got me a little bit further than that. I mean, I did end up staying an extra week just to make sure I could go back on my own and not like within a health, you know, transport type facility. So Mm -hmm. like Chris had alluded to, I'd never in my life ever had any type of medical issues like that. Um, And I actually had, you know, infectious disease specialists look at me at Mass General. I was kind of like a case study and they never really figured out what caused it. Um, and I haven't wow. had any health issues since. So um, I guess we leave it as fate unknown. <laughs> um, but you don't ever really think of something like that happening, you know, especially so far away from home. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, wow. you know, I think it was just very random. Um, you know, it wasn't like I had a heart attack or something uh-huh. that you concretely say, you know, this is what what happened to you. So uh-huh. I, mean, I think that was part of it, too, the great mystery of what caused it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think we'll ever know that, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, I did have a very positive outcome. Thank you. Thanks to the interventions that, you know, they were able to give me, mm-hmm. um, I'd been on a cruise ship for, I believe like four days. It would have been the fifth stop or the fifth day of the cruise. So, you know, to be in a confined area like that, um, you know, was kind of frightening <laughs> to think about, uh, you read about it in the paper, right? Oh, patient. And I do believe that, and I won't speak to it probably Shamari could more, that you do treat quite a few patients um, that come off cruise ships. So, you know, you I was just really lucky that I got sick when I did, and I was able to get off the ship where, where I did, because I don't think the outcome would have been, you know, very good.
2: Oh my gosh. This is just so amazing. Uh, so good morning to everyone. We see some additional people joining in the live stream You know, recognizing the amazing work that Health City um, does. So, Marshall, good morning. He's joining us from North Carolina today. Lavana works Cayman Airways. Um, Damien says Dr. Shetty does the most um, for the poor people in India. Well, apparently, Health City is doing a lot for people uh, right here in the Cayman Islands and all over the globe. I mean, this is just such an amazing story, Shamari. Um, Wow. What are the chances? Mm-hmm.
8: And I mean, obviously, Health City has um, over 40 hospitals and embedded units in the most populous country in the in the world. Mm-hmm. So based on Dr. Shetty's vision and, and mission mm-hmm. in life and being Mother Teresa's physician, he obviously is helping um, to give access to those that are less mm-hmm. fortunate. Um, at the end of the day, the whole model is to have the highest quality of health care through um, being able to see as many people as possible, you're able to lower the price, but through efficiencies, mm-hmm. you're able to get the highest quality. And, and that's why Harvard Business um, you know would have had you know studies about us hard as Harvard Business Review has written articles about us, as well as even within Harvard, they use it as a as a, a case study to show how you can have obviously when you go back to, to marketing 101 and business 101 Um, the the higher quality of the product, the more the price. And this is the anomaly where it's inverted, where you have a high quality product, but based on the we're able to charge much less than other areas would be able to charge. And that's why, you know, we've treated um, a thousand um, impoverished children from across the world, from Kenya um, to Mongolia, Bolivia, Fiji, um all over the world we've been able to treat through. And some right of our- right
2: here in the region I should mention as well because um yeah. I remember I can't remember if it was this year or last year, but you know, Shamar, I reached out to you about the young baby in Jamaica with the heart um issue yes. and who was needing a particular type of medication. Unfortunately, Jamaica didn't even have enough of that medication to sustain that child. And you mentioned that city had already stepped up to the plate and offered um some assistance. So um yes. yeah, I mean these stories yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
8: We've definitely treated um, children from from Jamaica, Trinidad. Quite often, we get children. Yeah. We have with a agreement with the with the organization in Trinidad to treat Trinidad um, pediatric patients from a cardiac perspective. Um, Saint Lucia, Saint Vincent, the the, the list goes on. Um, El Salvador, um, Honduras. So we, we've treated from across the world, but but that's. That's obviously a part of the mission of, of why we're here. Um, but outside of that, the amount of lives that we've saved in the Cayman Islands, in and of itself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, time time is muscle, heart muscle. Time is brain in regards to brain when there's strokes and the there many Caymanians and residents across the board who have been saved here. And then obviously, um, an extension of that is the story that we have in front of us, the persons that you know, we're in the right place at the right time, um, if there's such a thing, that we're able to help to save them when they're here on vacation, um, as well as we have international patients from the U.S. and Canada that come in for elective care as well. So at the end of the day, we're just trying to help as many people as possible. And I always tell people to watch The Surgeon's Cut on Netflix. So it's a documentary that was done, I think it was the BBC that did it, where mm-hmm. they took four medical savants across the world, all different areas of, of the body.
10: Mm-hmm. And
8: Dr. Shetty was chosen for the heart. So of all of the physicians across the world, Dr. Shetty mm-hmm. was chosen to talk about his story, his vision, his mission, and to think we have an extension of that right here in the Cayman Islands, which once again makes Cayman a, a very special place.
2: Absolutely. So we've got a listener to the program who says the following, blessed, uh, good morning, Sam." An amazing story um, of this couple, indeed. Hearing the gentleman speak of his great experience of key mankind gave me goosebumps. And moreover, thank God she's doing so much better. And thanks so much for our amazing Health City uh, doctors slash all. And yes, thank you so much as well for making um, this story and experience be heard and seen. So such an amazing story, um, really touching a lot of people this morning. I can imagine... um, you know, Chris, that you you must have been, you know, when we go through difficult times like this, we reflect back on it. And sometimes we kind of wonder how we even got through it. But, you know, just you recognizing and appreciating total strangers mm-hmm. uh, were almost sent like angels to just be there when you were here alone and, you know, your wife was in such critical condition. So what an experience.
4: And Sandy, I'll say this again. And I, <clears throat> a couple of key points. One, Hell City and the Kamanian people mm-hmm. together saved Kristen's life.
11: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't want it to get her emotional, but it's as real for us today as it was. I mean, this is a woman who's mm-hmm. never taken a day off of work. Wow, never been ill, and I'm telling you, she was going. I sure. remember the doctor saying to me, and I said, well, "What? What's the state? Where are we?" And he's like, "If we can't get her off the ventilator, you know, it's." It, It doesn't look good. And I was like, what? This is a person who's never been ill. So it's not just the facility. It's the people surrounding the facility. Okay. Mm -hmm. It all combines together as a package. And the other thing I want folks to know, it's not like we don't have great medical care. I would argue Mass General is a fabulous hospital. One -hmm. of the best in the world. We are patients there. Yeah. I can tell you when we walked in the health cities emergency room and then mm-hmm. intensive care i could have breakfast off the floor mm-hmm. in the ICU, the unit and at mass general the big difference mm-hmm. with the ic unit is it's standing room only and mm-hmm. health city mm-hmm. the attention the care the 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 custodian tracking me down and talking to me about how well my wife was doing what are you kidding me Uh This isn't going to happen anywhere else. And Uh I I heard Shamari, not that I like to keep tabs on him, but uh, Mm -hmm. I heard him on the radio one day talking about the impact the hospital has on the local Uh economy and the real estate market. I can tell you as we get older, we start looking for a place outside of the U.S. to spend the winter months. And the number one is the quality of the health care. Yes. So, you know, we're not at that point yet, but, yeah. you know, I'm looking at all the real estate that's there, or maybe Aruba has a pretty good system. Nothing matches, not only in the Caribbean, yes. City, but I can tell you, and all I can say is if if I was facing a dire illness, or Kristen was, and we could get to House City without putting us in a worse condition, yeah, would go there. we would absolutely go there. Mm-hmm. And we have a choice of 30 minutes down the street. Mass General again. It's not a knock on Mass General. It's just to say you have two high-quality facilities. Mm-hmm. But I think the Health City with that unique, taming kind, it, it, I can't state this enough. You're not going to find that mm-hmm. anywhere else. And everyone has quality staff. Yeah. But it's Health City's quality staff. No, Sandy. I don't know if you've been in the cafeteria, but oh you, yeah.
11: I
2: would say <laughs> you not know, that I like to eat, but yeah. I. Want you know what is so crazy? Um, I remember the first time, even before I went there, there'd be people on here when Shamari would come on that kept talking about the food, and I'm a foodie. And I'm like, who talking about hospital food? Come on, now, this can't be real. So uh, last year, I went for full, you know, executive check, and I was there for like six plus hours, did the whole works, and they were like, "Yeah, we need to feed you," and I was like, "Okay." And so I sat down and had with the camera guys, I had some, I think it was breakfast. I was like, oh, my God, this is like restaurant-style food. <laughs> really good. Oh, so I, it was, I thought why people rave about the
4: food. It was fabulous. It's funny you brought up the executive health check. I think I could be mistaken that you might be raffling one or two of those away today.
10: Yes.
4: yes. I, I would like to say if you're getting that executive health care check in the U.S., you better pull out multiple thousands. Yes. Multiple. Uh-huh. Okay? That is... I've almost, you know, because Hannah's dancing and Shane just started college, so it's kind of crazy. But I've actually said, geez, maybe we should fly there and get the executive health check just to get a different point of view. That is the best value. Yeah. Better better than the free cookies in the cafeteria for Hannah. Mm-hmm.
11: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah. All right. So listen, speaking of the executive health check, let's give one of those away now. Um, if you've been paying attention to the show, let me just see what question. Um, Shamari, shall we do where our guests are from?
8: Yeah, that would be a if, good one. If,
2: if people have been paying attention. All right, so folks, 936-2626 is the telephone number. Um, If you've been paying attention and you know where they are from, uh, give us a call. Mm-hmm. Where, where's my Where's my Jeopardy button? Like well, I'm, I'm,
8: sure they, I'm, I'm sure they can guess from, from Chris's accent.
2: <laughs> what, what accent is that? <laughs> All right. We got it. We got a caller. Good morning, caller.
3: Morning. Good morning. Are
2: they from Boston? Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I guess that was too easy. Yes, they yeah. are indeed from Boston.
8: Yes. All All right, only people so- from that area would would dare cheer for the Patriots. So, yeah. Especially
4: this year. <laughs> I I said to Shane, we have to give Shamari some, you know, some, give him some grief. And he's like, I'm not (coughs) going to do
3: this
2: now. All right. Give me, give me your first name and I'm going to put down the number here.
3: Uh,
2: Elizabeth. All right. So Elizabeth, congratulations. You just won this executive health check. Now Shamari, remind Elizabeth and everybody else listening, uh, what's included in the executive health check?
8: Well, it's the, it's the full workup. So um, the executive health check will have all of your blood work. Um, you'll have your stress test. You'll have certain components to make sure that your, your heart is working as best as possible, all different components. So it's really just... Um, it's like if you have that car and you're going for that checkup, you check all of the different vital areas to make sure it's running smoothly. And if there are any blips um, on the map, then we definitely will make you aware you have a physician at the back end that explains everything to you, explains what all your numbers mean, um, as well as may give you some advice in regards to whether or not you may need to change diet or if exercise is needed. Um, but definitely, definitely, as as Chris mentioned, um, I think the executive health check first um, came about when you would have executives that are obviously very valuable to their companies, um, so you need to make sure that they're in tip-top shape because that can affect stock prices and such if somebody was to suddenly get ill and they're a major component of a company, and obviously it's 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 expanded since then, so that's why it first came into event, and now we... Um, Obviously, if you get a a free one based on this, um, however, we make it cost effective outside of that. So Mm -hmm. to Chris's point, it will cost multiples of thousands if you were to do it um, in the U.S. And for executive health check, it's actually less than a thousand U.S. um, because we we speak in U.S., um, everything that we do at at Health City. And it's really to give access so that people can be able to get that check up. And typically for those that have insurance, there's usually a wellness benefit um, from anywhere from 500 to $700 that you can use towards it as well. Um, so even if you wanna have some add-ons, then it would just be a, a few hundred dollars more to be able to get the uh, mm-hmm. super duper package per se.
2: Mm-hmm. Wonderful, all right, let's do another question. We're giving me a three this morning? Three, yes. Yes, all right. So um, our guests mentioned That they were on a cruise, but what cruise line? What company was it? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you've gotta really been paying attention this morning. Sandy, that's a good one. Yeah, nine three six two six two six is a telephone number. As they say, the devil's in the details. So we wonder if you're paying attention (laughs) to any of the details this morning. We got our first caller up. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. It
10: was
9: Disney? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <These were> <laughs> all-
2: <laughs> yes. There we go. Good job. So just give me your first name. Julie. Miss Julie, congratulations. And I'm going to just put down your number here and I'm going to send this to um, Shamari. All right. Congrats. Awesome. Thank you. All right, so we've got two winners so far. And if you've not had a chance to win yet, don't worry. We're coming to you. We're going to save that one for a few more minutes in. Um, so we also have, speaking about positivity, uh, Lavana says, thank you, sir. It's so refreshing to hear you speak about our Cayman kindness. The service at Health City is awesome. I know this firsthand. Keep up the good work. Um, a few people were guessing New York, New Jersey, completely wrong.
10: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shakazulu had it right. Boston Aretha had it right. Uh and boom flick was this thing said uh Disney. Sorry. Fighting this thing here, but all right, but since we're in the mood for good spirited things, let's have a look at your Christmas video, Shamari.
8: All
4: right. <laughs>
2: That's such well, a nice video. Now, listen, yeah. um, I'm I'm thinking about what to do for Christmas because I don't really want to cook this year. So, whose place should I show up to? <laughs>
8: <laughs> so, um, what, what we did with our with our Christmas video, Sandy, is for those in Radio Land who wouldn't have been able to see it, is that all the traditional things that we'll do from a Caymanian perspective. Uh-huh. We had our physicians, um, our medical professionals. I'm doing it with notable Caymanians in the community, whether it's the old time sweeping of the the sand in the front yard, the making of the cassava cake, the playing of the gigs, obviously you saw the dominoes, the making of the swanky drink. And a lot of people now when they hear swank, you think about Mr. Sam Rose and and the crew, Um, but the swanky drink, which obviously the name comes from, um, we had, you know, traditional ways and sharing of that, that traditional Christmas meal was the best way we thought that we could actually depict the fact that Hell City obviously has been here throughout the year. Um, and this is the way now outside of during the year, many Caymanians give us gifts of mangoes and, and rum cakes and cassava cakes as a thank you. Um, but definitely during Christmas for us to share it together, we mm. thought would be a good way to depict um, hell city, oh,
2: within I, the- I love it. So. yeah, no, it's it's a great video, I love it. Um, and like I said, I'm still looking for my invitation. All right, <laughs> <let's-> <laughs> somebody's cooking this year. All right, so let's go ahead and bring uh, Matthew McLaughlin uh, into the program this morning. Good morning, Matthew. We just need you, you to meet on- on- to- you- yourself when you're ready. Hello, hi, Hello. Matthew. Hello. How are you? Hi
8: matthew was having some connectivity issues i think that's why his his camera is
2: yes we can hear you matthew how you doing
12: matthew can you hear us i'm good and you how's everyone i'm having some connection issues so i don't know how long or how good
2: yeah no worries um so what we'll do matthew is we'll just talk about uh your connection and involvement with health city so um, you're actually part of the um, T-Vet training program for k So tell us a little bit about that.
8: So, so Sandy, let me just um, tee it up first, right? So yes. um, we would uh, we would have our Healthcare Explorers program, as you know, that that connects. Um, Caymanians to Health City and to healthcare in general, just to see from a young age, whether or not they're interested in in healthcare. We would have started with 18 in 2014. We've had close to 40,000 interactions to date, 11,700 this program year in and of itself. Um, As part of this, we have gotten licensed as a T-VET Institute in the Cayman Islands because we're offering pulmonology um, sorry, we're offering phlebotomy as well as sleep lab technician courses, and now medical records training as as well. So Matthew would have started with us in um, would have started with us in. Let me remember. It would have been October twenty twenty one as a houseman. And then he moved and got promoted to our supply chain um, to be a porter in August of 2022. Mm-hmm. And then he also indicated that he wanted to be involved in something more technical. So in September, 2023, we would have taken him on as medical records trainee as part of a TVET program under Dr. Druva, who is our medical director. So the physician who is in charge of all of the physicians at, at Health City um, as our medical director takes this program near and dear to his heart, and he's in charge of our TVET programs that mm-hmm. we're rolling out. So, not only obviously we want to convince people to become doctors and nurses, but there are all these other technical areas in healthcare that Caymanians can take advantage of. And Matthew is so. I just wanted to tell you that.
2: All right, Matthew. I'm not sure if he can hear us that well. Can you hear us?
12: Uh, Sorry. Can you repeat the last? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I was just I saying, if you could part. tell us, if you could just tell us a little bit about what your experience has been um, at Health City with the um, Healthcare Explorers program.
12: Um, my, my experience at Health City has been truly, truly amazing. Um, from a, a job, you know, as an employee perspective, it's probably one of the the best places I've ever worked at, and as a patient, um, one of the best hospitals I've ever been admitted to as well. Um, but the program it went it went smooth for me because I was you know in in and out of jobs before Health City, and then you know they gave me a chance, and you know I just moved up from there. And I told them you know I I'm gonna I don't want to go back out there you know looking for jobs and, you know, being, you know, having to do side hustles and stuff like that. So I told them, if you guys can invest in me, you know, Uh make me a more valuable person, you know, then down the line, you know, could probably make myself, you know, better to serve Health City because working there has really taught me a lot. And it's like how our guests said, it's not only the hospital, it's the people there. Well, you know, the staff and everyone there, they're, you know, always making sure you're okay, you know even if they don't know what you're doing or who you are they're still you know checking in on you even me i still mm-hmm. have you know staff that don't recognize me ask me how i'm doing they see me on a daily basis mm-hmm. but overall the program was smooth um i transitioned well from the houseman man in the porter position and now working in medical records i have to give a big thanks to everyone that helped me and gave me this opportunity because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here with this uh-huh. certificate now in my hand. So uh-huh. I'm going to give a big thanks to Health City.
5: Extra time. Um, and yeah. Sandy, just
8: to mention that um, Matthew sat his certification exam December 3rd. So it's recent and he would have passed with an outstanding grade. So now he is going to be full time um, in our medical records division. <laughs> So it also showed that obviously if you have the right attitude you work hard um you can start at any position within health city and we're going to work with you as anybody but specifically obviously as as a young Caymanian to to go up the ladder to to achieve and um through our program it now opens up another area of opportunity for other Caymanians like like matthew as well mm-hmm.
2: wonderful well matthew um continue and on your positive stride Um, And we wish you well in this endeavor. All right. I mean, we realize that Matthew has a few um, technical issues there, but we also have uh, a video testimonial from another one of your patients. So let's go ahead and cue this one up.
13: Treatment from the time I got into the emergency room. The nurses took care of me 100%. It took the emergency room maybe 10, 20 minutes, max 20 minutes to do some, some tests. After that, they went straight into the CAT lab. The service I got from the ED was phenomenal. <coughs> they treated me like family here, and I didn't feel scared at all. They, all they kept saying was, don't worry, you'll be okay, you'll be okay. The care here, man, I, I, I can't say enough thank you to the doctors and the whole team here that took care of me and my family because we had no place to stay. They helped us out with a hotel and all of that made me really feel comfortable trying to recover. I am always taking care of the patient's needs. I'm not a, I'm a biomed, um, so I, I always look at the other side, but now sitting in, as a patient, they really did well here. Just to put it in plain terms, they saved my life. Wow, Shamari.
8: Yeah. And why that's also special is obviously you would have heard him saying that he works um, for Baptist Hospital in South Florida, which is well known to to many, many Caymanians as well. Um, So the fact that obviously he's from a medical perspective, Mm -hmm. compare us to that and we would have um, helped to save his life um, and kind of like Kristen's case off the cruise ship. So we we worked painstakingly at the beginning um, to showcase Health City to the various cruise lines, so that they understood the quality of what we were offering, as well as um, obviously from a crew perspective, they're a self-insured company, so they pay for their crew. The cost advantages as well, which we know that obviously the cruise lines um, would love to see that, but, but most, more so that, um, the quality of outcomes. And then they also knew that they have a place that if they have an issue with any of their visitors on their ship, in and around our surrounding waters, they can bring them to us or disembark and make sure that the patients will get the best care, um, especially when time is of the essence. So that was just one case and that was after the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. Kristen's case would have been pre-pandemic. So we just wanted to make sure that we contrast, you know, that yes, COVID would have happened, but we're still the same health city that you would have found before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. after the pandemic. And we're adding um, all the services and gaps um,
4: to make sure that we, we, we elevate um, the Cayman Islands even further from a healthcare perspective. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Shamari, one thing that should be called out, I think Disney especially is very, very yeah. choiceful of where they debunk uh, patients. So what right. we were told uh, by the legal profession and by others that we know that work for Disney, yes, they are extremely choiceful. Uh-huh. and there's no way they would they had other choices to mm-hmm. get Kristen off that cruise ship and they made uh, the choice from a business perspective as well as a health perspective because there's, there's a lot of litigation could potentially be involved in here right. they strategically uh-huh. chose I'm, i think i'm saying it appropriately and carefully yep. but they yep. strategically chose health city uh-huh. so they assured me it wasn't by accident they had they held Kristen on the ship yep. mm-hmm. to get her to health city mm-hmm. just uh, a couple other thoughts that just came to mind i want to just circle back to the executive health check anyone mm-hmm. on that island and off that island can be treated like an executive for mm-hmm. the affordability yeah. of it and you Very really much. you know you really want to get out in front of certain things so we've become much more of a health-centric family after Kristen's experience. But, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing I'd call out is don't get tricked by the uh, title executive, anyone. Yeah. Yeah. They've made it so darn affordable, okay? And I think it's funny, when I think of Health City, I think it's healthy for the Cayman Islands. And I think, again, it's not just the business model and the care model, but how they strategic. I assume uh, Dr. Shetty had many choices Mm-hmm. hospital across many different opportunities. So I, I just hope people are connecting the hospital with the population. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It, it's a special ingredient. Okay. And, you know, Christians received the best care, but I would argue the care I received outside of that hospital from people I've never met. Came in kind does not do it justice.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow truly amazing all right we've got one more um executive health check to give away so i think this one it's not gonna be a terribly difficult question but let's see all right so um health city continues to expand their reach in the cayman islands and they have um a facility coming up uh in probably the first quarter of 2024 that is slated to open so this is going to be a two-part question the first part is where is that facility located? And the second part is there's sort of a part one of the facility that has already opened. What is that facility called? So two parts. Oh. First one is where are these two? They're in the same location. So where are they located? Yeah. One part has already opened earlier. <laughs> they their, their grand opening a ceremony, but I need you to tell me what it's called. you got to call in. I see people WhatsApping and putting it in the comment section. 936-2626 is the telephone number. So give us a call if you think you know the answer to this two-part question. And uh, you will, if you get it correct, you'll win yourself this amazing um, executive health check. And like I said, I have done it. And the good thing, Chris, you don't have to be an executive to do it, but they sure as heck make you feel like an executive. Yes. They roll out, yes. out the red carpet. But I got to say, I haven't been prodded and poked so much in my life, but I walked away (laughs) knowing all of my numbers and knowing exactly what I need to focus on in terms of my health and well-being. So good morning, caller. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Mm -hmm. Do you have some answers for us? Yes. Okay. want to be. Uh Uh-huh. And the second part, what is the other facility? um that that's part of this that has already opened. What's it, what's it called you getting some help in the background?
8: <laughs> that that's her that's her oh, like oh. Name. I
2: know I know she missed uh, oh I think I think she missed out there all right nine three six two six two six. Good morning caller.
5: Good morning. You came out of bay under radiation. um I don't know. But what what it's called, but it's for radiation or radioactive radiotherapy. Yeah. It is Radial. yes,
2: it is the Jean Thompson
8: Radiotherapy.
2: Radiotherapy Center. Sorry. That's right, Shamaria. Yeah? Correct, yes. All right. So give us your first name. Dorothy. Dorothy. Good morning, Miss Dorothy. Morning. Um, okay, so congratulations, Miss Dorothy. Thank you. You're welcome, such subs- I needed. Yeah, <laughs> very good. So I have sent your details across um, to Shamari and he'll reach out, him and his team will reach out to everyone. So we have congratulations to Elizabeth, Miss Julie and Dorothy uh, this morning. Right. Have, a good, right. thank you. have a good one. All righty. So look at that, all the women are on the ball. Where are you guys? Are you guys still sleeping <laughs> with men? <laughs> um. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, Kristen and Chris and the kids in the background. Well, they're going to come
4: over and say Merry Christmas, and we hope one of these days we can all do this in person. Yeah, we'll we're going to get back you. Got a whole uh in person session for ah, you. Ah, there we go. Love to, we'll, we'll pay our way there, we'd love to love see it. everybody in person. But we just wanted to wish everybody a Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and thank Hell City. I can't state this enough, mm-hmm. they saved my wife's life. Yes,
3: yeah. thank you very much, Hannah's
4: mother, Shane's mother's life. And we can never repay that. And not yeah. just the hospital, but thank you to all the canadian people on the island that took the time to check in on an old, yeah. fat, you know, American that was totally <laughs> lost in the island. And uh, I really appreciate folks checking in to make sure I was okay. Ready? Oh, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas.
2: Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, bye bye. So, folks, that is Hannah, Shane, Chris, and Kristen, all the oh, way from Boston. You. We appreciate them very much. Um, Shamari, thank you so much for bringing these amazing stories to your listeners. Oh,
8: definitely, definitely. And I mean, um, so Chris has been following us ever since, obviously that incident um would have occurred. So regardless which radio station we're on, um, Chris always seems to to find us. He's a very busy man, busy executive but but he always keeps track of what Health City is doing and um, he's going to visit us shortly and I look forward to seeing him again in person as well as obviously his, his lovely wife more than him um, and the kids as well because you know those Patriots fans we can only give them but so much love. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right Shamari, listen we really appreciate it. So we're going to no. miss you now um, until after Christmas we'll see you in the new year.
8: Yeah, we'll see you February.
2: Oh, February. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. Very, very good. All Merry right. Christmas, to everybody.
8: Happy New Year. Um, and After- the funny part is when we're off the radio, then everybody is like, when are you coming back on? Oh, we haven't I heard know. you so. Oh. Yeah, but Sandy will, Sandy will hold it down.
2: <laughs> very, very good. Have a good Christmas. All righty. Merry Christmas. All right, folks, what an amazing um, set of stories there. Congratulations to um, Mr. Matthew. And by the way, just as an FYI, the Healthcare Explorers program began in June of 2014 and that they had their first class or first intake of 18 students. Since then, they've expanded their educational experience across three 39,600 encounters with students in the Cayman Islands, 11,700 plus encounters for this program in this year alone, 2023, all right? So um, they've got program for Caymanian students. They've invested in their Caymanian team members. I know Shamari has an amazing uh, team there with him. One young lady from East End uh, works very, very closely with him. So Matthew, who was on the program, again, as part of the TVET training program for Caymanians and Health City, I didn't even know this, but they're actually registered by the Education Council as a technical and vocational institution, who providing TVET training, so they got to have it together in order to get that level of accreditation from the Education Council. So there you go. I'm um, doing their part, and imagine that just in 2021, uh, Matthew actually started as a houseman in the housekeeping department. So he went from housekeeping to um, you know taking advantage of the TVET training program. So I congratulate him. Um, he's now uh, progressed and advanced himself to be the supply chain chain porter in August of 2022. And then after a year in that role, he expressed a desire for um, more advanced uh, training and a more advanced technical position. So in September of this year, he was selected to be a medical records technician. Trainee. Look at that. Look at the progression of his career from housekeeping to supply chain porter and now medical records technician trainee. So, folks, he is uh, currently being trained by qualified technicians and recently completed an electronic medical records certification course from Penn Foster um, under a Health City uh, scholarship. So, again, they're paying for that. Giving him work work experience, and he's still able to you know have a job and pay his bills and so on. So on December the third, he sat his certification exam and successfully passed with a grade of eighty seven percent, outstanding grade. And so congratulations again to Matthew. Uh, and it says that his training will now focus especially on Health City's policies and procedures as a JCI enterprise accredited hospital. What an amazing story. I'm sorry that the connection with, with him was a little bit bad, but I wanted to expand upon, um, you know, all of the things that his he's done in just the last couple of years as part of the Hell City team. Um, so thank you so much. Um, so Charles says, give Jack his jacket. Hell City would not have been in the Cayman Islands had it not been for the vision of McKeever Bush. Well, I wouldn't quite go that far. <laughs> it wasn't his vision, but as a government, they were certainly at the time. They were certainly instrumental in giving Health City, um, you know, some of the concessions and other things from a business perspective, um, the government perspective, that were required to make it happen. I dare say, Charles, that it would it would baffle me if any government had turned down uh, this type of opportunity, because you know, medical, um, not just medical tourism but the advancement of medical um, industries here in the Cayman Islands has been something that um, we've all benefited from, to be quite honest. So um, congratulations to everyone. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to give Jack his jacket all right today, Charles, Mm -hmm. since you want to go there. We got a lot of jackets to be hanging out to jacks and jackasses and jackets. And I don't know what, what a female donkey is called, but (laughs) <laughs> we'll put them all in the same category all right folks so we're gonna talk about it. Good morning to everyone. Happy Tuesday. So listen um last week was it was it Tuesday uh or Wednesday we had on um our little friend here, shorty. you guys remember the story with shorty um let me see. I'm trying to see if I can call him. Oh my goodness, sorry. Shorty was on the program and Shorty was talking about his experiences with this man, Mr. Nicholas Miller. Now y'all remember Nick, he's a crook, a scammer, scammerization situation. And uh, these things are on the rise here in the Cayman Islands, folks. And this is really, really dangerous because, you know, a lot of hardworking individuals are having money taken from them. And it's just so wrong on so many different levels. You guys saw the story in Jamaica of the um, the brother and sister who were executed in Jamaica and then buried in a shallow grave. Well, if you didn't really... Um, oh, somebody says there's actually a term for a female donkey. It's called a jilly ass or jenny ass. Really? Is that for real or is that a joke? I don't know. I don't know if I, I believe that one, but all right, if you say so. I've never even heard that before, but I'll take it. So listen... um. You know, as you have an increase in scammers uh, in these situations happening in your community, the community as a whole becomes much more volatile. You know, people work too hard to have their money taken away from them. And it is very, very unfortunate that people like uh, Nicholas here have nothing better to do. So you guys heard me say to him, I said to him, I said, Nick, we called him. He's like, oh, you know, sorry, I'm on the radio. Miss Sandy, we'll talk off air. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, uh-huh. Uh, uh, just tell him to come. Tell him to come. I got his money. Well, honey child, you know he's a liar. He ain't had nobody's money. He we, Poor Shorty went on a... Um, let me see.
14: No, they give me the okay. When your call, yeah, i asked him. So they give me the all okay. All right,
2: all right. So we're going to call Shorty. But um, Shorty's going to fill us in here. But I can tell you that Shorty drove to this man's house. And you know Nick was drive was seen driving out. Let's have let's just call Shorty. Shorty can give us the full details. What a ting. I could not believe it. A Jenny. Oh, country folks. Hey, hey, Shorty. Good morning. Morning. So update us on what happened after we spoke to you last week um, on the show. So Nick claimed he had your money, Wait. and you went to see Ride. him. Right. Did you get your money? Yet? I know.
14: No, he said to me that if you come coming at the house, but if you know, have my phone on, so I'm not coming at it. I said, I wait till the police then come, so then drive out at the same time, and then he go away. And then go am and I'm you not know, staying back from that till, when me, say, me, I come down in the town. And he said to me, I said, Oh, I get the teacher involved, and the teacher, you know, in it. I said, Boy, I know me, I said, Are you? And I said to him, I say, said, Imagine, look how long, I beg you, I plead to you, right? and you, you ruin me. You don't have no mercy. And I said, Mister boy, you cast upon yourself and on me. You.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah. And
14: I don't see you back from that until wow. this morning I come around at and, and you know,
2: you know the thing too, Shorty, is you heard him begging me, oh, Miss Sandy, give me a chance, you know, um, I, I can fix it, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. I mean, you heard me say very, very clearly, uh, Nick, please, Do what you need to do to sort out Shorty because the alternative is not going to be good. And he said, yes, he would do it. And now we have posted him, by the way, on CMR asking anybody else who's been hoodwinked by this man, Nicholas Miller and his partner in crime. Hold on. Let me get his name again. He's another Miller. I don't know if they're family or not. Both um, hailing from Jamaica. And, you know, um, they have hoodwinked so many people that I cannot believe it. So his partner in crime, he finally got his photo. And I'm going to show you guys what he looks like as well. And I understand he's also from Jamaica. And his name is Talbert Miller, a.k.a. Slicer. And Slicer has quite the reputation, folks. So if you have any dealings with Nicholas or Slicer, please contact us. Because now the RCIPS is involved. They're saying that this is Nicholas's business partner. And he has scammed so many people.
14: Wow. You see, even when you look at that young guy there, even I'm about to about it and telling him to call it and report it, but it's like, it's been so quiet and humble. Yeah. Same thing, taking money for doing permit for girlfriend and doing the same thing. And it, he was asking me how I me get, um, get to know Nick and whatever. You understand?
2: Yeah.
14: Because yeah. it was a house, you know, I asked him to rent me. Yeah. No, I told him that um, I need a house. And he said I have a house. <coughs> right? And that's how it begins. And at the end of the day, I still look at the house. My care, my go show my house send me a picture of the house, have my money, and rent out the house and carry me around and style me until mm. this very day. And he have this lady in my vice note that tell me about the house and the tenant and all of that. Mm. Right? But yes, he was so convinced in talking to me and I tell me, Boy, I'm the permit. And he must say, do it through agency. So i mm-hmm. say, all right, being as an agency, I'm deal with you as an agency. Uh-huh,
10: right, uh-huh.
14: because I'm gonna do nothing without an agency. Right, and then I continue asking for my receipt, and he can't provide me receipt. I'm asking, to ask him till I'm tired mm-hmm. All right, when I do it, do mm-hmm. um, Seema call me here now on your house phone.
2: He calling you now, call him. <laughs> <You understand? laughs> really? What, what is wrong with this man? Yeah. Why 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 doesn't he just pay you and do the right thing? What Send me the house phone mm-hmm. number on WhatsApp. I'm gonna call him. He don't want to answer I'm gonna
14: call the house number, I'm gonna send you the address, i send to the gentleman oh, at Jamaica oh. when they give money. Said that the house number, you, know you understand?
2: Yes, yes, yes. Wow. What this man
14: didn't the show early, you know, cause, <coughs> I left out early this morning to reach out early. And when me look, miss one kid, I look, I see one car pull up. So I me, me walk off of the road and I see him pull over. And I say, he couldn't sleep last night. I saw the pan, pan, pan. picture come up. And I beg me do if you tell you, say, if you take down the picture and wait till he get the money and give me. I say, Brother, you can't see me. No. I say, we can't see you, car, the I can, you. I call you. And mean, I answer. Say, no one go up on the ear. Huh. You yeah, understand? Wow. Then a wicked man, because he me, telling me, I said, brother, imagine. You look how big, beg you, I plead to you, I come out your yard, I sit down with your house, blow away. You walk me down and see me. Right? Uh, and uh, you know, uh, give me the money. One other I time I come down, you tell me, say you know, the day you did it, the vehicle part, there. Me have all the videos, I say, it's vehicle part, there. And you see me, man, I tell me, say, you have my phone camera, I say, you see me out. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Because you see my um, KIV, you need drive me one other time. It's girlfriend one.
11: Mm-hmm.
14: You understand? I'm the right way. Carry. I'm saying, imagine look when looking can say, you know, the area that's made it in two vehicles.
2: Mm-mm.
14: Right? I'm so, big. I'm a clean to him, and You know?
2: Yeah, and he actually had the nerves to ask you why, why, why we got the school teacher involved. So that quick, she called him. <laughs> wow, unbelievable. You understand?
14: Yeah, I work. I'm say Nick. Give me back my money, but I give you a permit. i might tell me to send immigration. Now, we soon call me back. Right? In yeah. go at one point, they will tell me you know, if I go buy a ticket for the girl girl come up. Come on, tell me you now. Suppose I go buy a ticket. What do buy a ticket for?
2: Exactly. Oh, hmm? well, I tell
14: and you. I see him, and I see him thing do the gentleman and I send you all those notes. The same thing he the gentleman so if I go buy a ticket. I come up with 20 of them out there. Right? Um, and the man has okay. been calling him and the man has get you to him. So the man gets in touch with me. He don't know by who understand? Every details. guess he asked me If send the receipt yeah, everything.
2: Yeah, he's trying to cover his tracks now. Of course. Yeah. But remember, the, remember now. Nick was the same man when we first called. Was trying to pretend like he didn't know anything about you in relation to no permit. So he's a liar. Yeah.
14: Exactly. Exactly. might tell about holes. Yep. You understand, and that's why I sent to the all the information. You uh,
10: understand?
14: Boy. The Man lied to me, man. I said the man hurt me to the bone, man. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes. He called me every minute, you know, and then no. When he, when he realized, say, boy, I get to, in top call, me my drive past me, you know,
10: uh-huh, avoiding
14: uh-huh. me. And I did tell him before, no mistake, Nick. Keep a man small, and a lot of people know you, which me never know.
11: Right?
14: You understand? The only time me you know now, when this go, me realize a lot of people. Nick Earth.
2: Yes. A very unfortunate.
14: And tell me man, as a big man, me tell him, say, you're a big man, brother, you're young boy, you're a big man. I tell him that even when I talk to me the other day, I say, you're a big man, you're a little boy.
2: Yes. You understand? Yes.
14: And you have this attitude, brother. I come to you and I beg him, say, Nick, give me back my money. Mm-hmm. And the thing is is. Everything you think boy Monday. Monday, me go back and I have when we go after like money. Monday, Monday. There's no other SDA in other week. I pay a Monday
2: <laughs> And you know, somebody else said like the same them, thing. The lady with the rental saying? that he owes rent money to said the same thing. He seems to like P. to P. tell Monday. people Monday. Right. I don't know what it is about a Monday, but anyway. Well, thank you for the update, my dear. Um, and I'm asking anybody else who's had any dealings, quite a few have already come forward. Uh, with Nicholas, we're going to now try to escalate this matter with the RCIPS on the on behalf of the people who've been scammed by him. So please reach All out. All right, May
14: I, may I say, Mr. Delegate, the, the guy, you know, And yes. they work here, you know, I don't know if we want talk. So, let me get him, i call
2: him. I right. call him back. Okay, there. All right. All right. All right. All right. So Nicholas or this other fellow here, folks, if you know either one of them, and we've got all kind of pictures of Nicholas from parties. His eyes look blaze up where he was having a good time. Um, you know, listen, we need to deal with Nicholas and uh, this other guy here, Mr. Talbert. Sorry, Talbert Miller. Because apparently Talbot Miller is going around showing this business license. Let me just take a quick break, folks, to get my throat lozenges. I'll be right back and we'll discuss the situation some more. My apologies for that. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so Talbert Miller uh, goes around showing this uh, business license to people claiming that, and this is what people have said to us, that um, he has work for you. So this is the MO um, <clears throat> that he uses. And he shows people this to try to convince them that he has legitimate work. So they say this is a document that he'd be using telling people he has jobs um, and that he deserves whatever he gets. Now look at this other person who commented and sent us, um, let me see here now. This message says, good morning, Sandra. This man took 150,000 from my cousin in Jamaica for work permit and steal the money. He is of course a scammer. So that would be 150,000 Jamaican dollars, folks. Somebody said 150,000, what currency? Obviously, Jamaican dollars. So, this is exactly what this man has been up to. So, I'm I'm taking all of your names uh, and contact information. People have had husbands, um, friends, you know, all sorts of people scammed by this man. So, again, if you're one of those victims, please reach out. You have to stand up for yourself at a time like this, because if you don't, unfortunately, uh, this allows people like him to continue to get away with it. And, you know, like I said, uh, the reality is, folks, when you scam people, you're not likely to end up in a good situation. Cayman is probably one of the few places in the world where you can continue to scam people and get away with it. Everywhere else, there'd be some kind of price to pay. You'd be in jail. You'd be facing some serious consequences on the streets and so on and so forth. Um, and we don't have to look very far again to see how scammers are uh, are treated, even when they're part of the criminal element and they cross, double cross each other and they do all this sorts of stuff. Just like what happened to this uh, brother and sister team in Jamaica, you know, unfortunately for them, their criminal ways actually caught up with them and it ed- ended, and both of their lives been taken prematurely, you see? Look at these young people. Young, have their entire lives ahead of them, but want to be gangsters. And you know, when you engage in that kind of lifestyle, the outcome can only be one of two things, jail time or death. And unfortunately for these two, they were both killed execution style in Jamaica. You guys might've seen this story. And there was an actual viral video, quite shockingly enough, that was being circulated. And not just a viral video, but also there was um, a voice note, I'm told, of the guy who was ordering the hit and who was planning it, telling them exactly what they needed to do. And he was like, you know, we we want him killed. And this is what you must do. And this is how you throw the bodies in the grave. And, um, you know, th- there's no... Loyalty or respect amongst uh, criminals. So um, 20-year-old Carrick Moody and Kenesha Moody, who is 22 years old, of Greenchill, Westmoreland, reportedly killed over money gained through scamming. Their mother, Stacey Edwards, told the Jamaican Observer that based on a voice note, the two were killed because of their involvement in scamming, and they reportedly tried to cut their boss out of money earned. My god. No, sir. Miss Stacy, do you have the voice note? I think she was the one telling me about the voice note. Um <clears throat> but yes, it's uh it's just shocking and unbelievable. Um, so in 2021, Kenesha was charged with her involvement in the Kings Valley gang after she was found with ammunition in her purse, and she was said. To be the girlfriend of gang leader Derville Williams. So there you go. Our math. The mother claims that she tried to get her children to live life as law abiding citizens, but they chose to follow an illegal path. What a hot mess. And of course, she says that as a mother, she is still very much um, mourning their demise. Um, it happens, you know? it's unfortunate we just had a killing over the weekend here um miss bonnie is a fan of the program and we really uh, love and care for miss bonnie but i mean if we had to be honest you know a lot of people unfortunately are going to say that the young man which was her son that was brutally murdered this weekend you know was also involved in criminality and in and out of um uh, of northward prison and in and out of all sorts of stuff so, it might not have come as quite a surprise to a lot of people who are in those particular circles. Having said that, um, you know, murder is murder. And we pray for justice for Miss Bonnie and her family. Uh, one person has already been arrested in relation to this murder. Um, let me see if you have a name as yet. But we do want to express our condolences. Uh, so we understand that one person was arrested and um, then we have two more <clears throat> that they're potentially uh, looking for. So what a hot mess, honey child. Oh my gosh. Yasmin, it says, what a mess. He is a Monday man. If I laugh, I dead real teeth. Yep. That's Mr. Nicholas, all right. And I can't believe that he keeps um, trying to convince, uh, you know, this gentleman. He's telling him, let tell me to take the video down or take down the the social media post. I was like, listen, did did you guys hear the show last week? I think I gave the man fair notice. I said to him, "Uh, sir, (laughs) please settle the debt with this man because... The alternative is that you're going to go viral. I told him. Did I not tell? Did I not warn him? You know, I gave the man more than ample notice. What did he do? Well, he chose to ignore me and ignore this. Go made the man come to his house, and he drove out um, of his house and left the man sitting there waiting for the money. So you know what. So be it. Uh, I don't know what else to say. We give you an opportunity to do the right thing. You still refuse to do the right thing. What do you expect is going to happen? These people are just messy. They are beyond messy. So now that he's posted on social media, he's all up in his feelings. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to say, but, um, I tell you what, at the end of the day, there's, uh, there's only so much talking that you can do and so much, um, you know, scamming that you can allow to happen to good people. Ay, 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 I tell you what a mess. 936 folks, 2626 is a telephone number. Um feel free to call into the program. As you can see, I'm still oh, still fighting this um it's a lot of head congestion and uh yeah, it's still still, still giving me some licks, but' I'm a I'm, uh, going down fighting honey child oh my goodness having my thoroughflu in some water this morning. trying to see what we can do if anything. Well, we'll get there we'll get there. okay let me just see here. Uh-huh. Thank you so much um oh honey just reading uh, some of your notes here. okay. yes all right um okay. So um, thank you guys uh, very, very much uh, for all the tips that you sent in. So uh yeah, a lot of people giving me all their home remedies and I do appreciate it so much. Thank you very, very much. Um, Like I said, I kind of find that a lot of times you just gotta let these things run their course. I mean, you know, once it's full blown all you can do is kind of manage the symptoms from there mm-hmm. um, and hope that it doesn't last too, too long. Um, and thank you to Miss Facey from the uh, Savannah, uh, what's it called? The Savannah uh, pharmacy. She's always on the lookout and she always gives me good tips on exactly what it is I need to do. And so I know what I need to do. And I'm really trying hard to do it this time. Like the no ice water and all the other stuff that she's always telling me, make sure now, make sure, you know that you apparently you're not supposed to eat nuts either when you're dealing with congestion and stuff. I don't know what's in nuts that would impact you, but there you go. Mm -hmm. So thank you all for all of your, um, uh, all of your messages all right we're gonna see if kevin apparently there's one bad word in this i'm gonna see if kevin can clean this up for me uh bleep out the bad word okay guys remember it's for radio all right so someone says the ricola lemon mint sugar-free i actually just put one of those in my mouth that's why you kind of hear me this one is the um this one is the, I got, I got a lot of Ricola here. This particular one, which one is this one? This is the lemon, citron lemon or something. So yeah, I've got different flavors of the Ricola. Some are a little bit more minty than others. Um, but thank you so much. Yes, they do help. I find that when a coughing fit starts, uh, they do help a lot. So someone says you need a diffuser with some eucalyptus oil in it uh, and put it in your office to clear the congestion. Thank you. Um, Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Okay. So somebody mentioned, who's Dave Robinson? He's another, another scammer? Oh, Lord have mercy. There's so many of them.
14: And the host number are 939-1278. That's his host number.
2: 939-1278. Let's see. Um, well, we know he's not going to answer anymore. This guy, really something special. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm going to let you listen to the, mor- the message from this morning and see what you guys think. Uh-huh. Yep, he's not gonna answer. All right, so listen to this other voice note, folks. This again was from Shorty. At four forty-seven this morning, he must have been getting ready for work. And uh, apparently um Nicholas Miller now is trying to put the pressure on him. Here's what he had to say.
14: Please and good morning, Miss Leave out this morning of the 40-year-old. I was leaving out that early. Saw so this car drive up to me. You realize it was Nick. No you what Nick I
5: must tell you if you take it down, not sleep. Okay? So, let me say,
11: after how do me
14: talk, you may make me plead. Right? Let me say, you can see. understand? I have no powers to tell you if you take it down because he has to face the fact say I wanna work and I can't because you know one the if you find out you understand so I don't know when come to me with this man and tell me if he tell you if he takes it down and I saying say it last night and he can't sleep you understand I've no possibility that in class, it's pretty bad in I had facing consequence and I seen Still no give me money. He what he no have no money. Hmm? I'm mean, telling him, say. Look, that type, you me say I have a big contract. Hey, I get no money.
2: Folks, lying does not pay. Um. So <laughs> Nick was always bragging, but he had big contracts. He had this. He had that. Whatever. And uh, look now, what is the situation? So contact us. Um. If you are able to, um, you know, because really and truly, we need to get some details to the RCIPs. Now, I do have a source that actually said to me that they have been reliably informed that Nick is thinking about leaving the jurisdiction. Well, CBC, RCIPs, y'all better get on it. You better get on it. Yep. Yep. That's uh, that's what the streets are saying, so we shall see. Now, there's somebody else that has reached out this morning. Oh, we do have a call. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Uh-oh. Oh, that was Nick calling us back. That scoundrel. <laughs> Nick. Speak of the devil. He called back, he didn't realize where he was calling. Watch us now. Mhm. Mhm. Answer the phone, Nick. Be a man about it. Come on, Nick. Pick up the phone, son. Pick up the phone. Uh huh. Ah yeah yeah. are not gonna answer now though. I'm sorry. He called us back, not realizing who it was. Yes, sir. Uh, Kathy says the court needs to, when they get their divorce, they lose their rights and to leave that they did that they need to do woman or man. Well, um, if he's convicted, I believe is how it works, and he receives a certain sentence, then he is definitely ripe and eligible for deportation, provided his Cayman and spouse which we've not yet been able to figure out who on earth um, <clears throat> is keeping Nick in the Cayman Islands, what Cayman in fool that would be. But listen, this guy here, the other Miller, um, we have on good notice that he's actually working on people's job sites painting today. So while they're out there scamming people and whatever, they're also – Involved in uh, out there working from other people and getting money. This is just, my goodness. Someone says, Sandra, I gave Mr. Talbert $950, one work permit, and he teeth my money and only do a three month permit, and we didn't get any, we didn't get back anything. Wow. No, sir. Yep. Uh, all of these guys giving Jamaicans a bad name, I can tell you that. My goodness. Unbelievable. All right, good morning, Miss Sue. She said that she had this for over two weeks, not lot of congestion. Try Sudafed, my goodness. <laughs> um, if you get coarse on your throat, please do commercial breaks, to rest. Yeah, it's hard to do that, but yes um thank you so much um okay let's try another call this morning hold on let's see if we can reach another scammer hmm let's see hmm what a hot mess Mm-mm, honey child
10: mm-hmm.
2: Huh He's busy painting. I'm sorry, but the person you have called is unavailable. Uh-huh. So that one's unavailable. He's painting. All right. Okay. So anybody knows how to reach Amy? This lady, her name is uh, Amy Randolph. Uh, you are being asked to please contact the young lady whose vehicle you hit. We understand that um, the vehicle was hit on Saturday night. On West Bay Road. And so, uh, yeah. So, we're asking for you to please make contact with the young lady whose vehicle you hit. Some confusion here about insurance or lack thereof. So, Amy Randolph you're being asked to please contact the victim or you can go to the nearest police station um, and inquire about um, the vehicle that would have been uh, hit in a recent collision on West Bay road on Saturday night. Wow. Uh, what a mess. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult to do that Damien because um, obviously, it's a show line that I'm calling from. He's saying, get different SIM cards. All right, Miss Amy, give give uh, the young lady a call. Uh, Perla says, I heard that many cannot scam in Jamaica because they'll get shot, but they decide to leave Jamaica to do their dirt elsewhere. Yes, on a given Jamaica bad name, stop your foolishness. Oh, <sighs> my goodness. Uh, Albert, good morning, says, agree with you 100%. The bunch of them... We're fighting against MAC with Health City Project now. There's no place like it. They have no vision. Well, since y'all are hell bent on talking about McKeever this morning, let's talk about McKeever this morning. So we left the program yesterday talking about how he recently got this parliamentary secretary position. No one has ever said, and I want to um, make this, if I haven't made it clear already, I want to make it abundantly clear No one has ever said that in the 45 years that McKeever has been in public office, that he's not done some things to benefit this country. My God, I would dare say that it would be impossible to be in public office for 45 years and not have done something right. However, despite that, his bad behavior will ultimately overshadow all of the good that he did. Because it appears to me, that every time he was doing good over here, it was because he was getting a kickback in some other area or he was getting some sort of additional benefit. Need we remind you, in his own words, there are documents that demonstrate is this a letter? Right here with his signature on it, that he was getting a payout. <clears throat> My apologies, I've over $700,000. Because way back in 20, what was it, 2004, I think, or something, um, his cabinet was approving something for this Stan, what was his name, uh, Stanley Thomas developer guy. So let's be very, very clear. This man isn't doing it or doing things just because he feels like, oh, this is my job and I should be doing the right thing for the people of the Cayman Islands. You need to explain the failure of the Cayman Bank. Of all these other things that he has done, I'm just saying. So Charles says, um, "Don't forget, Kurt was in office for 45 years, and he's in years, and he did nothing at all." Well, we also don't have any concrete evidence of Kurt being corrupt like McKeever Bush and assaulting people. And now in court again, he's already been convicted. Kurt Tibbs has never been convicted in the court of law. He has not been sentenced um, to jail time and all this other stuff. So y'all can sit here and defend McKeever as much as you want, but his track record, unfortunately for him, is pretty crystal clear, right? He has been caught in dead lies. He's caught having Mr. Parchment lie for him in relation to that situation. Go back through your archives and have a look. Who else in this country has ever done that? Show me what other person in this country, I don't care how long they've been in political office was arrested as premier, has a conviction, has now been charged on multiple counts relating to multiple different things. Nobody else in the history of politics in the Cayman Islands has had the kind of record that McKeever Bush has had. So you can be a McKeever fan all you want, but you have got to be objective, right? So C says you can't single out Big Mac for doing that then show me the evidence of somebody else having the stupidity to put it on a government fax machine. That is how bold this man was, right? Because he believes he is untouchable. Anybody else, I mean, let me be honest here. If you were going to take a kickback and get money on the table, you wouldn't be so stupid unless you are so used to doing it back then and it was so run-of-the-mill and so usual and normal for you, you could stick letters like this on a government fax machine telling people to pay you the balance of $300-something 1000 dollars. I mean, really and truly. I'll wait here all day and into next year for you to demonstrate where anybody else has ever done that. The rec- the rap sheet for this man is long. Y'all have got to stop defending McKeever Bush. He should not be in public office. Look at, by the way, let's back up. Y'all can say what you want about Americans. But one thing I will say is Americans, you can only do so much and no more before they're going to stop you. Even if you are a member of their political party so last week, I think it was, we reported on this um, U.S. representative who was voted out and removed from office. Let me see here if I can find his name. Remind, remind me of his name again. The one who was telling all these lies. Um, oh, God. He was so full of so many lies that he was, his mother was in, um, you know, uh, 9 11. I mean, this guy just told lie after lie. It was just so shocking, right? So finally, last week, they, um, what is his name again? They removed him. Was he a senator? Uh, Let me see if I can find his name. They finally removed him from public office. I think it might be one of the first, Santos, thank you so much, Kathy. One of the first times, uh, or one of the few times, I should say that this has ever been done. My God, it is just shocking, George Santos. It is just shocking, right? That he got elected on a bed of lies and he actually thought that he could maintain that situation. He was uh, represented for New York, third congressional district. And he... um was removed, by the way, just this morning. He's now in plea talks to try to resolve his criminal cases and his criminal charges. They removed him from being a congressman. They voted him out. In the Cayman Islands, we don't have the ability in our Constitution to hold people accountable or elected officials at that level. So they could commit all kinds of crimes, murder, it wouldn't matter. And we cannot hold them accountable until we go to the polls. There's no right of recall. There's no right even within the MPs for them to have a vote to remove a specific member. My gosh, it's 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 absolutely shocking. And because he is the Teflon Don that he is and he makes all of these power plays and believe me, there's no loyalty amongst any of them. You know, nobody can't tell me that McKeever Bush did not have a paycheck either handed to him or his legal fees have now disappeared and were paid for for the move that he just made the other day. And then he was further rewarded by being given a cabinet secretary job. The man has Denver says, oh, that's an old story now. Denver, the point of these situations is to demonstrate he has been doing this as long as time let it say time is rope or whatever. Um, he has been doing it forever. And he has consistently gotten away with it. And that is why he feels like he can continue to do it and that he will never be held accountable. So what I mean, what, you, you, you're happy to just say, oh, well, let's forget what people did in the past, especially when they haven't learned their lessons and they continue to get themselves in trouble and continue to have this bad track record. It's like, come on. At what point do the people of the Cayman Islands elevate their standards and say enough is enough? Really? Okay, so he did his job. Jess says he fought a hard battle for Health City. Jess, you're paying the man as Premier, as leader of government business, over $300,000 a year. Plus he's pensionable and all this other stuff. You think he should be working less? You think that he should not have delivered anything at all in the past 45 years for the people of the Cayman Islands? It is just striking to me how incredibly low our standards remain. Why is that? Why is it that it's even debatable that this man should retire from public office if he had any good sense or decency about him or be voted out by the people of West Bay? I mean, you can like a person, but you have to be able to separate your like or dislike for that matter of an individual and look solely at their behavior and the things that they actually do. His behavior, folks, has been more than egregious and no one has done this to Makeeva. This is not, um, you know, people making up a story on him. That's not what's happening here. This is him doing this to himself. How many times are you going to be charged with offenses against women? Quite serious offenses against women. Before people go, "Uh, maybe we have a problem here. How many victims are you guys willing to discredit I'm just saying, at what point do you say enough is enough? Nobody's taken away from his credit, but we also have to, Charles, hold him accountable for the things that he did.
5: It is what it is.
2: You say Kurt Tibbetts did nothing for this country for 25 years. Like I said, Kurt Tibbetts also has never been arrested. He's never been convicted. He's never been charged multiple times. There's no letterhead with Kurt Tibbetts' name on it, saying that he was getting a payout for over $700,000, send the balance of the money because we just made the cabinet decision. There's no video of Kurt Tibbetts assaulting a woman. I mean, the list, Kurt Tibbetts was involved in the demise of a first Cayman bank that actually saw little old women, some of your own mothers and aunts and, you know, sisters lose their little life savings in that bank and go back and read the history of how that happened, how he lied, he was not a board member, he was not this, he was not that. Get, yes, let's give him his jacket, but his jacket is full of a lot of holes and you cannot deny all of these things if you're looking at the man. So how, how is this gonna go? We can only talk about the positive, as an elected official, the things that you actually expect him to do, that he's getting paid handsomely to do it, he's not doing it as an altruistic move or out of the goodness of his own heart. Anyway, listen to me. It is obvious that him and Juliana O'Connor Connolly are two birds of the same feather. And this woman has zero scruples as Premier, as far as I'm concerned, because Whilst you have an individual, let me remind you of the political landscape here. She was just in the progressive, and she still is a progressives in their camp, right? They were claiming that they would never work with McKeever Bush again, yada, yada, yaddy. Or, you know, he's got all these new charges. When the new charges came out the other day, what were they doing? They were pressuring um, Wayne Panton, or oh, remove him. You know, you need to do this, you need to do that. In fact, The truth of the matter is, say what you want about Wayne Panton, but he's the only person that has held any of these MPs accountable, from Bernie Bush to McKeever Bush to Chris Saunders. He's had to reprimand or outright fire three of his own um, government people, two ministers and then McKeever Bush, a Speaker of the House. Holding them accountable has cost him politically. And it's so ironic that the progressives on the one hand was asking him to hold McKeever Bush accountable, but on the other hand, look at them now. Are they asking Juliana O'Connor Connolly? Why is she giving this man the position of cabinet secretary? We don't have to go that far back in the video archives to see the video, right? of um, Mr. McTaggart claiming that you need to do something about McKeever Bush. He should not be in a position of speaker, but is it okay then for him to be in the position as a parliamentary secretary and, and literally sitting adjacent to people in cabinet? So why is it that the progressives have had nothing to say in relation to this move? Well, it's very, very obvious. They haven't had anything to say because them and Juliana O'Connor Connolly have a very cushy relationship. They're all the same peas in a pod. And they, again, are people with no morality, no scruples. They just don't care. Um, And this was about them trying to get back in power. It's not about real accountability. Right? So I'm trying to go back to the video here where we can... Um, see their calls for um the premier to do something about McKeva Bush good morning yeah but I'm on air so you can't speak to me about anything private right now this is this is it but I'm actually on air so <laughs> this show ends at 10 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do my best to remember, yes. hmm I'll do my best to remember, but I'm literally in the middle of a show talking to everybody on air. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. All right, folks, Try to remember. I'm on air till 10.30 every morning. So, you know, yeah, there's that. Um, so I was trying to go back to see if I could find the video about, um, the progressives calling for this, uh, previous premiere to do something about the Bush. It wasn't that long ago. I can assure you of that. In any event, um, clearly they, uh, now are not making those same calls. So this was, let me see. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this is October. Um, yes, okay, here we go. This was October of last year. When he stepped down, and this is a statement from the progressives. You see, I have to remind you all of these things because it strikes me as interesting that you appear to have pretty conveniently short memories, right? And you know, I like to also be reminded of exactly what people are saying and when they were saying it. So, here we have a letter from the progressives, October of last year, where they were saying, um, And this this was after uh, Mr. Bush was forced to resign from the position of speaker. They were saying, oh, we were heartened this morning to learn that Mr. Bush has finally done the right thing and vacated the speaker's chair. And they're claiming it's because of them putting pressure on, um, you know, the powers that be. This is why this came about. (laughs) So my question to you now, Why, just a little shy of um, a year and a bit later, are you not putting any pressure um, on, let me see. Why are you not putting any pressure on the situation? In fact, in September of 2022, uh, the leader of the opposition, Honorable Roy McTaggart, said that I have today filed in Parliament a motion of lack of confidence in the Speaker, the Honourable McKeever Bush. <coughs> it has become increasingly obvious to me that over the past week, despite his letter demanding, despite his letter demanding the resignation of the Honourable McKeever Bush Speaker, the Premier does not appear to have any intention of acting to ensure the removal of Mr. Bush from the post. So this wasn't exactly... Accurate what this was all about, folks, is that McKeever Bush, although he was on a sinking ship, he was still doing his best to maintain his position. So even though he was on his way out, he was making demands of, um, uh, um, sorry, he was making demands of, um, former premier, I've just had a brain fart, hold on, Wayne Panton, uh, to be compensated monetarily. So let me understand this and try to explain this to you guys. He was, he being Mr. McEva Bush, right? Was supposed to be on the outs because of his own, egregious behavior. Nobody does anything to him because of him, his own decisions, right? They're saying to him, we're trying to give you an opportunity. Instead of saying that we're removing you, we're trying to give you the opportunity to resign and save a little bit of face if you have any dignity left. He's still in the background making demands. I want this, 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 and this. He came with a bucket list. So while Mr. McTaggart was talking about, oh, we're putting the pressure on, he he knows, because everybody in, in the inner political circles knew what was going on, that they were trying to see how they could, it's like if you have a tick on you, you know what you need to do when you have a tick? Have you ever had a tick on you? You need to take tweezers and you need to carefully remove the tick so that you don't leave the, um what's the little piece that the tick has? Whatever the little The thing is that they bite you with, like how they suck onto you. So you have to take your time. Tweeze them, pull them off slowly and tweeze them off, right? And that is what the government leadership was trying to do with Minkiva Bush. Slowly pull him out of that Speaker House. But he came with a whole list of demands of what he wants. I want money. I want this, I want that. The fact that they got Minkiva to resign. And he did not get a single dime, a single dollar. Believe me, that has stayed with him. So don't don't think that these things are operating in isolation. Everything is connected. He's going on telling people that he wants Wayne Panton to make his criminal charges go away. How on earth would he expect for Wayne Panton to be able to do that? Is Juliana O'Connor Connolly now going to make uh, the criminal charges go away? (laughs) Well, we'll all wait to see if that happens. Of course, she can't do that without herself getting arrested by the Anti-Corruption Commission. But what we do instead is we placate the situation by giving him a little paycheck to help with legal fees and by putting him back in a position of power as parliamentary secretary so that now he is being paid more money each and every single month. All at, the, all at the expense of the people of the Cayman Islands. So last year, since we're going to talk about people's track records, you know, last year we were talking, last yesterday, sorry, we were talking about Juliana O'Connor Conley and how the Brackers are complaining about, oh, they're left out. They're not getting this. They're not getting that. She's been your representative for almost 30 years. Moses has been in there for how long? right? So why are y'all complaining to us about what is obviously poor representation from your MPs that you continue to elect to public office? What 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 is it that you expect exactly? You're expecting people who are not performing, and then you want people to do what? <laughs> I'm just asking. So Moses got in, it looks like in two thousand and five, we're now in twenty twenty three. Eighteen years, so not quite as long as Julianne Connor Connolly. and brokers are still complaining that they can't get nothing. Well, you need to complain to your MPs, the people that you elect. Seriously, it's—I mean—it's just absolutely ridiculous. Ugh. All right, let me take a little sinus break here. By the way, I'm going to play this snippet from the progressives when they were calling for something to be done about Mr. Bush.
5: My fellow Caymanians and residents, I have today filed in Parliament a motion of lack of confidence in the Speaker, the Honourable McKeever Bush. The motion is seconded by Ms. Barbara Connolly, MP for Georgetown South, and supported by the entire opposition. It has become increasingly obvious to me over the past week that despite his letter demanding the resignation of the Hon. McKeever Bush's Speaker, the Premier does not appear to have any intention of acting to ensure the removal of Mr. Bush from the post. The most recent confirmation of this is the Premier's excuse that the opposition's filing of a motion of lack of confidence in the government somehow complicates his handling of the matter of Mr. Bush, and he went on to question the opposition's priorities. But given the Premier's failure to act, despite the deadline given to Mr. Bush having passed, and Mr. Bush refusing to step down, I now have to ask the Premier what are his priorities. I suspect that they are all about desperately trying to keep his government intact. Nonetheless, if the Premier insists that he will dither on with this, as he does on everything else, then it becomes my responsibility to do what the Premier is afraid to do. And so, I have brought the motion to ensure that Parliament has an opportunity to decide whether the Honourable McKeever Bush remains a Speaker or not. I remind the public that it was the Premier who took Mr. Bush into his government following last election And it was the progressives who decided that it was better to be in opposition than to again form a government with Mr. Bush. Thank you for listening. And may God continue to bless these beautiful Cayman Islands. Folks, the
2: silence is deafening now. Um, You know, in relation to um, this current situation. He last week was appointed as parliamentary secretary. Let me tell you exactly what now falls under Mr. Bush. I think he's going to be working with, um, uh, Dwayne Seymour. Uh, let me see here. And what other ministries is he going to be in? So yes, uh, among three UPM political secretaries is Mr. Bush. Um, Here he is with the governor. I'll show you guys this picture in case you might have missed this news snippet. And he will now be falling under, I believe it's Dwayne Seymour and what other ministry? Give me one second here. Just going to confirm for you guys. Um. So here we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. There he is. Parliamentary secretary. Um, to support cabinet ministers <laughs> in the new United People's Movement Administration, Border Control and Culture with the Honorable Dwayne Seymour, and Minister. Um The Honorable J.E. Banks in the areas of planning, housing, infrastructure, transport, and development. Wow. Unbelievable. Hmm. Yep. There you go. Um, Bernie Bush took a bit of a demotion from minister to parliamentary secretary. And Heather Baden will remain in her previous position as parliamentary secretary to the deputy premier and Minister for Social Development, the Honorable Andre Ebanks, and Minister for Tourism, uh, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan. The standards just don't make any sense to me. What has changed with Mr. Bush between last year and now is that Mr. Bush has actually been charged with additional offenses. That's the only thing that's changed. So, I mean, November the 9th of 2023 was when he resigned from the PAC government. Right? He's had his OBE stripped from him. Uh, Charles, did um did uh, since you're on about Kurt Tibbets, did Kurt Tibbets have his OBE stripped from him? I don't think so. Right? So in June of this year, McKeever Bush was charged, my apologies, in a decades old uh, um, assault case, alleging rape and indecent assault. That happened June, 2023. So my question remains, the only thing that has changed is that the slew of allegations against Mr. Bush has grown substantially since November of last year and still nothing has been done except he has been further rewarded for what appears to be ongoing and continual bad behavior. Nobody's holding this man accountable. He walks around with his cane for a show when it's convenient. He was recently at a funeral, intoxicated, just last month, right? This man is not changing his behavior. He's trying to fool the people that came to islands, walk around with a little cane. And then when he's ready to go to a party or go out drinking or whatever, he throws the cane down and all of a sudden he doesn't need it. He seems to have a very miraculous recovery program. There is no such thing as a retirement age for parliamentarians, Perla. So if you really think that that's going to happen, mind you now, we need to find the video clip of him saying this is his last term and he's going to resign because we all know both him and Julianne O'Connor Conley have claimed that they're not going to run again for public office. We all know that that's a lie. I'd be willing to bet the farm that that's not going to happen, that they will both be running. So back in November of last year, on the heels of his call for resignation and all this other stuff, right? He resigned from Speaker. He then claimed that he's made the decision to not run the next time, God's willing, he said, Wednesday afternoon. Claims that running, being in office for 40 years is enough for him. Excuse me. Let's see, because I bet you come 2025, he's going to run again. But I want to remind you guys, he said it. He's on record of saying it. This person says it's funny because McKeever Bush is not in need of a Keen or Walker during happy hour. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on um, from politics, folks. By the way, the government is going to be increasing fees. They just doled out millions upon millions of dollars to buy what they think is a support of, um, Sandy, I have defense on Matt drinking. Yes, he said it. Defense, I don't understand what that means. You have defense on him drinking? You're defending him that he's an alcoholic? I'm not sure what that means. Um. But the government is now looking at ways to increase revenue because they were never in a good fiscal position to be giving out money in any event. So they have now finally acknowledged that there will be some fee increases that are going to be coming. One of the things that they haven't exactly said, but you know, I've got my ears to the ground and we are paying very, very close attention. Um, someone says... <coughs> that what you need um is a poll about getting some of these crabs off the island, please so Charles is batting for that thief again Charles you were the same one that same Makiva. you need to go home to your good wife you were the same one that same Makiva. I think something's missing there Makiva um is don't need his cane a walker during happy hour Charles look like he has dementia and he's getting forgetful um oh Someone mentioned that we're off air. So let's play some music in order to get back on air. So give me one quick second here. Get your water ready, get your tea ready.
9: Sandra, all the time is here with a cold heart. True, she's the heirs and the eyes for me and you. Every day, everyone want to hear from Sandra. And every time on the air, she's getting better. Tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your mama, to call Sandra in the morning and in the. Evening, always calling calling Sandra and when they start fighting they call in Sandra and they start robbing they call in Sandra and if the rooster fly in the kitchen they call in Sandra and when they want to get the money they call in Sandra and even when they lose their honey they call in Sandra every day everyone wanna hear from sandra and all the time on the air she's getting better some people say honey child that she's a savior she's not afraid to say and she will tell you tell your sister tell your brother tell your mama to call sandra Tell your father. Tell your mama. Call Sandra. In the morning. In the evening.
2: We always call him. All right, folks. We should be back on air now. Um, my apologies in relation to that. There's something, uh, there's a new AI situation there that takes us off air. So listen, um, this is this is pretty wild, but um, Yes, someone just messaged me and said, you need to go and listen to McKeever's Bush, uh, his speech last night, because last night he's already changed his narrative and saying that if he decides to run again, basically saying he may more than likely run. The man just said last year, he's not going to run again. You can't even take him at his word. My God, what on earth? No sir. But I knew it. Same thing, I'm telling you. I'm not a betting person, but if I were, Juliana Connor Conley is going nowhere. She has a school now that she needs to continue to try to push. She is going to run again. Why do y'all need to lie to the people? So bold faced. Let's talk about board appointments and then I wanna talk about this. Um, Big shout out to Brevin Scott for that song, by the way. Let's talk about um, the ridiculousness that uh, we have here with board appointments, which is another political hot mess. Another way to give people kickbacks, folks, is to appoint them to boards. I have refused board appointments. First of all, I don't think that it is morally or even legally, it should be against the law, but I know it isn't, that someone in my position who is part of media, has a talk show, whatever, should even be approached about being on a board. When I was approached, I declined without even a second of consideration, I'm telling you. I said it very, very quickly, no thank you. i sat on a board before many, many years ago I was on the um, business licensing board. So it's not like I don't have experience sitting on a board. I know what it involves. I know the commitment. And I still turned it down. Because it doesn't make any sense. What board could I sit on that at some point I may not have a potential conflict of interest? That a story might not come up about that entity that I have to report on? I I wouldn't even compromise myself and put myself in that potential situation. Now, boards are a hot mess, but there have been some recent changes to the Caymanian Status and Permanent Residency Board and the Business Staffing Plan Board. Now, I'm not going to get into the first one too much. Um, Tony Powell, isn't that, um, that Tony Powell from Breakers? That's Alden's BFF. So I see the progressive seems to be moving up with Juliana back in the helm. Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But let's have a look at the next one, which is the business staffing plan board. Now, this one needed to change, folks, because remember the people who were on this board, the chairman was Richard Barton. I didn't have an issue in principle with Richard Barton being the chairman, none whatsoever until his deputy chair found herself in a bit of a situation where she was administratively fined for being in breach of the of the um the immigration laws of this country and she's a deputy chair now he has no control over her behavior yes that's for sure. Where the problem comes in, folks, is when he tells her you're not going anywhere. You are safe. You don't worry about CMR and their very factual story about these numerous immigration breaches or permit-related breaches, you're good to go. Hmm. Interesting that he should be in a position to give her. Um, Such an assertion. I thought to myself, well, how exactly does that work? How is he able to do that? Uh Uh-huh, well, he does it all right. He's now out along with his deputy, Don, and a few others. There's some, I think Sherry Ann Smith might be the only board member that's left, and all the other ones are probably new board members. Now one of these that I think is rather interesting is a placement as deputy chair. My apologies. Of Mr. Oric Connor. I paused when I saw this. One second, folks. Get get your water ready, get your tea ready.
11: My apologies. This cough is
2: killing me. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> um, ah, <clears> throat> uh, my throat's like I've had enough for the day. Um, <clears throat> but yes, <clears throat> folks, so this is particularly interesting because honestly. The problem here again is the same reason why I would never accept a board position. I would have thought that Mr. Oric Connor, who uh, you know just last week had the premiere, uh, the new premiere on his program, she's promising radio came out additional money and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, hold on a second here. Um, he doesn't feel conflicted in any way, shape, or form. Rolling out the red carpet for the new premiere being particularly happy to see her and have her in the program, having her make promises of additional uh, budgets and funding for Radio k Um, Do we have that clip handy, Kevin? Where she said she's going to be giving them additional money. It's like, uh, huh, this is interesting. So now he's deputy chair on the business staffing plan board. Not to say he's not qualified because Mr. Oric Connor was head of immigration for a very, very long time. Um, you know, he worked in immigration. He has a lot of knowledge as a previous civil servant in that specific area. But I think that two there's a possibility here of two things happening. You stay in the position of deputy chair and you resign from your talk show. I mean. I don't think that that's a a bad deal. How can you be a talk show host, for the record, where you're trying to hold people accountable? In particular, you might have to try to hold the government of the Cayman Islands accountable. And now you are appointed by the same government that you're trying to hold accountable. To me, that is such an obvious conflict of interests. I am not quite sure that I understand how anybody in their mind can justify this sort of an appointment. Am I just being over the top here? Am I the only one who sees a potential issue? Come on, be honest with me. Is this just me being a little bit too hard on the cold hard truth? What a hot mess. Star Rose, good morning. Says get some vervine plant and dry it for a few days, then boil and drink it. Great for the cough. Thank you very, very much. Rough C says that's why they all talk on, on that's why they all talk on radio came in. I think something's missing there. Uh, Dean, good morning. Says, lick on a little bit of brown sugar. It soothes the throat. Oh. What a mess. Debbie says, Tune in, Alden are Cousins. They're also very, very good friends. Um, he was on his campaign uh platform. Remember that? Um talking about he's a hard man for debt or something like that. He's jumping up and down uh against his opponent, Mr. Samuel um Jackson. And um he's also you know, <laughs> he knows where the bones. Hold on. Now let me think about how I want to say this. I was going to say that Tony knows where the bones are buried, but not really where the bones are buried. He probably knows more about where the legs were being spread down at Breakers with the Spanish girls meeting up with the previous premier, Mister Alden. Hmm. What a mess. Um, Scott says, "Will they now review applications other than suspected marriages of convenience?" Uh, I don't think the schedule is gonna improve in any way, shape, or form, but okay. Hmm. Thank you guys for the love on the song. I'm gonna keep that in the studio. Um, oh, thank you. I'm understanding Rough C's. Rough C is saying that's why they all go to Radio K-Man. Yeah, I mean government owns Radio K-Man, so Let me be very clear, I guess as a government-controlled media, there's only so much that we can expect from Radio Cayman in terms of reporting. They can't afford to ruffle any feathers because the same way that they can add to their budget as a, oh, we like you, pat on the back, we're going to buy your support. If Radio Cayman does something that the government doesn't do, they can likewise say, oh, we're going to pull from your budget. So that's interesting. Huh. Darlene says it's not the first time. Darlene McKenzie says this is not the first time being her premier; It's the second time. And yes, and the first time, let's try to be very, very clear. The first time she got it by pulling a coup on none other than McKeever Bush. My gosh. These politicians, I don't know how they sleep at night. I, I mean... <laughs> oh, uh, they they must have to keep a book where they, um, you know, <laughs> write up. Who, who are my friends with this week in the world of politics? The flipping and the flopping, especially with uh, the current premier, has been historic. Nobody has flipped and flopped and floundered all over the place more than her. Someone says, don't forget the licensing department breakers is on is Tony's land. Yes, the government leases that from him. Um, what a hot mess. Okay. Some other comments. Uh, somebody said, I'm "Not sure why Makiva's people are on there these boards." Well, of course you know why. Again, you know why they're on there. Come on. Oh my god. No sir. What am I not miss? Um, this person ran in the back of my daughter this morning. Did not stop. When she did, they drove through some side road. We'll be reporting it to the police. Uh. Okay. No photos, folks. You guys have got to get. A dash cam. I'm telling you, there's so much foolishness that goes on. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. <clears throat> no, sir. You gotta be able to capture it. What a hot mess. Um, so this person says Sandy. <laughs> the second Miller, this is the one whose name is Talbert now. Commonly known as slicer, marry a very old Caymanian lady, Nick have a close immigration connections coming with a close immigration connection working with. Oh, really? Huh. That's interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that bit of information. It does make you wonder how they're able to get away with um, so much What a mess. Um. Okay. huh. <coughs> okay. Uh let's see here. Just a second. Okay, okay. 936. Oh, good morning, caller.
7: Hello, good morning. Morning, how are you? Morning, Sandra. How are you doing, my love?
2: Oh, my gosh, trying to survive this call, huh?
7: Yeah, well, yeah. good old salt water is a good cure for that, you know? Yeah. Whatever bacteria is acting on you. Yeah, and then of course, you've got your honey and your lime and your raw garlic, all that can kind of help. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, Sandra, please think about your mom. Mm-hmm. you know listening to you today i've got about 500 things i would talk about but
10: mm-hmm.
7: this gentleman here this Jamaican general president mm-hmm. who is uh Egyptian people
10: mm-hmm.
7: yeah um what position could he possibly have within our system of immigration here mm-hmm. in Cayman that would give him even the opportunity mm-hmm. to 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 be scamming people like this? like what system do we have where this jamaican guy can be facilitating work permits for other people or working under that guys
10: because mm-hmm.
7: if we're going to look at this and obviously we have a police service who are going to to be saying oh well this is a civil matter and blah 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right yeah. that's a huge problem for Cayman, just just to start mm-hmm. off right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but what position could this man have in it? opportunity Mm -hmm. to be doing what he's been doing in the first place does it not point directly directly to an institutionalized corruption Mm -hmm. from the get-go or is there something i'm not understanding
2: boy listen we we are all asking the exact same question and i do not get it i don't get it
7: well I don't know what more has to happen in Cayman or how just dirty everything needs to be before people will finally begin to demand some positive changes moving forward, man. Because uh, you can't look anywhere and not see this crap going on.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Right? And if the, the powers that be that we have here in Cayman, mm-hmm. we are, we are between a rock and a hard place, but we're talking about a justice system that more often than not is failing the well-being and the interests of the Cayman Islands people. And we have a vast majority of those within positions of leadership Mm -hmm. who are quite obviously over the generations have proven themselves to be more content with taking advantage of these Mm -hmm. disparities, these inequities, Mm -hmm. these inadequacies than actually making the positive changes that Cayman needs in order to try to move forward in a positive direction into the future. Mm-hmm. I, I mean
2: Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's I, I'm baffled just like you are. Um because th- the thing that I always say, right, if someone like him can get away with it and he on the face of it does not appear to have any clout that we, we can see and that we're aware of, what about the people who do? Imagine what they're doing
7: exactly exactly now you know I, this is not new and we can take this one general we can go right on up the line and look at the the firms who make a living doing this and so on and so forth mm-hmm. when i heard you talking about mcewa right mm-hmm. and i see charlie and i see a couple other people there trying to stand up for him and come in with their what about about <laughs> this one or that one yeah <laughs> You're losing the point, folks. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people who have been guiding the trajectory of the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. And the negative consequences that are all around us, that everybody is complaining in about in one way, shape, or form complaining about, mm-hmm. but y'all are still hanging up mm-hmm. and still thinking that you are going to get anything better from these same individuals. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work like that. Mm-mm. Cayman needs positive change, but Cayman needs a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I am well aware that there are people who would vehemently disagree with me, but Cayman, mm-hmm. we are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that rock and a hard place is the agenda of a crown mm-hmm. wherein mm-hmm. our own crooked ass politicians and others serve a purpose for them. Yeah, And a the well-being and in the interests of the Crown will always surpass the well-being and in the interests of the Cayman Islands and her people. I want you to look directly towards the Stan Thomas affair,
2: yeah,
7: and ask the question: Why? Why was this man McKeever, not held accountable? Exactly for, for that transgression, basically stealing Cayman Islands money. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, this is not what, one what, incident. What this is say? thousands
7: of incidents over the years exactly. of the. Exactly.
2: And what do you say to people who are like, oh, well, that was in the past? I'm like, that. That a person's past, every single action is who they are. It's who okay, they become. Well then,
7: well, then let's look at who is actually benefiting from it. The same people mm-hmm. who have turned Heyman's once viable, sustainable tourism industry mm-hmm. and corrupted it from the inside out, the outside in, in true ownership and stakeholdership of Cayman's tourism product is no longer in the hands of Caymanians. And then you have to think about those connections between those powers that be, Mm
10: -hmm.
7: whether it be local or colonial, Mm -hmm. and then you can begin to put dots together and connect why Akiba Bush has been allowed to continue. The man does not operate in a vacuum. Neither does any other individual who is a predator Hmm. against his own people Hmm. and takes money at the expense of a viable and sustainable future for the Cayman Islands and her people. But you have to begin to look, y'all. You need to be able to look at the other players involved. That man serves a purpose for the FCO. Hmm. He serves a purpose for their agenda. Their agenda is to keep not only the financial services industry going, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. among other interests, which will, with the present structure we have here in Cayman, will always, always rise above in importance for the well-being of the Cayman Islands and her people.
10: Mm -hmm.
7: We have to start looking wisely and judiciously and carefully and honestly at the root causes of why things are the way they are here. Mm. And that will require people to look their own self in the mirror. Hmm. Amazing. But thank if you. they're going to keep going like this, we're going down a bad road, y'all.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Yeah, I mean I, I'm often uh, flabbergasted um, by the lack of, of just standards that we have. And the irony of it is we then have the audacity to sit back and talk about why we're in the position that we're in how can we be in any other position when you know it's it it's rotting from the head down we had we have accepted corruption from our leaders in this country And if we get one or two leaders that cannot be bought out, that are not corrupt, um, we don't allow them to stay in a leadership position long enough to do much of anything. It really is shocking. Thank you, Scott. Scott said you can get dash cams as cheap as $99. So do yourselves a favor and invest in one. In the meantime, if you were if you drive a black or gray Ford Expedition, license plate number 159443 at 7 a.m. this morning in Bodentown by the road connected to Valley Gardens, you're being asked to step forward and, uh, you know, bring yourself <laughs> to the authorities for basically hitting another vehicle and leaving the scene of that incident and driving through a side road. Our people have no backbone, they have no scruples, but you know, neither do our elected officials. So there you go, starts in the top and it works its way down. I can't believe that people would think that they could do something like this and get away with it. Well, I tell you why, not as long as CMR is on the job. So we're going to put this up on social media. Whoever owns this black expedition, you're going to be exposed to that today, Honey chill. And you need to be charged with leaving the scene of an accident, which like I've said before, what the government needs to do is they need to update some of these really antiquated laws to bring them more in line with um with some, you know, decent um repercussions. Leaving the scene of an accident should be considered an extremely serious offense. So again, anybody knows who drives a black or gray Ford Expedition, license plate number 159443. You might be listening to the cold hard truth as you're trying to sneak, do a sneaky link around the place driving this morning. (coughs) Please get yourself together. You hit somebody's car and you left the scene of the accident. You got to do better. Um... All right, so uh, Philip, good morning. How are you? Uh, Philip says, I don't know who this gentleman is, but he's hitting the nail on the head. Until we as Caymanians get rid of these recycled politicians, nothing will change. Instead, the love of money, power, and position will remain, which breeds corruption. Hmm. No doubt, says Alejandro. Michael says... The man on the phone seems to have forgotten uh, much in much fighting <coughs> with the FCO to the point it nearly went to direct rule. How short are people's memories? Dean says evil rules the world when good people do nothing. Amen to that. Um, Perla says, Kimadians, please open your precious eyes and get informed. What a mess. Um huh. All right. So let's talk a little bit about this fight situation in West Bay. Well, it didn't turn into fight, but I want you to sit back and envision this for a second, folks. Because this is like I said, if I didn't have um, if I did not have uh, you know, video evidence of this, I would have thought that somebody was lying. I would have been like, there's no way that this is actually what's going on in the streets of the Cayman Islands, in our neighborhoods where there are kids. This is the story, folks. Young man is at home, minding his own business, playing video games, whatever. Um, I think this happened over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Not bothering anybody, not doing anything. One of his friends calls him on the phone, neighborhood kid, and says, hey, come outside. So he goes to open the door, and this is what he was greeted with. Oh, Lord. They were, they were, they were. Oh, Lord. I don't know why I didn't imagine that these kids would be using any profanity. Let me see if Kevin can clean this up. Lord Jesus. Really, kids? So let, let me see what we can do in terms of cleaning up the video. Hold on one second. So here they are. Showing up at somebody's door with guns, I heard a, a knife and a gun is what I'm told. weapons, let's loosely say weapons. and um, now they are ready to fight this young man um, in his in his home. <laughs> uh, okay. what a hot mess. His poor grandmother shocked. And like, what on earth is going on? So, <clears throat> quite shocking. To be quite frank and honest, let me um. While while I'm waiting on on that video, it's only 41 seconds, so hopefully it won't take too long. Um, Alejandro says, "Wow, they're thinking there's they're on some gangster, sh- you know, Fortnite warriors." Yeah, these kids are ridiculous. These kids are ridiculous. Oh my God. All right, let's uh, give Kevin a minute to get that going for me. In the meantime, let me uh, cue up this other, I was talking about this other video or voice note earlier. And um, I'm going to let you guys listen to this now. Let me see here. So this is the voice note of the setup in Jamaica with um, the guy who was basically ordering the murder... Of, uh, of that brother and sister team. I don't know if it's the actual boss that they had stolen from or one of his henchmen or how exactly this works. But here we go. Hold on one second here. Oh gosh, let me see where we just saved this video. This, you can't make this stuff up. This is like the wild, wild west. All right, have a listen to this.
6: That father bad man, I, that whole legal thing for baby, they made it tell or two of them they you know? Kuril a soldier Kuril and done man you see a piece of a blocker work you know Kaki color angle one really Kaki color angle work, you know Yes man that's a 50 man you see Chop them chop a mound for my dog and run my dog you see So look how we're in a up I go up there, yard because we don't get inky and done where they live you see me Because food here in yard they don't tell you the information about thing already they're they're so I buried and the mother of siblings identify body in viral video as her children the mother of the siblings who are seen in a viral video on social media being buried in a shallow grave confirm that they are her children according to the police 20 year old three modi and 22 year old kenisha Modi Brother and sister of Grangel District in Westmoreland had been missing since Friday, December 8th. Mother Stephanie said in an interview on Sunday afternoon that she saw the viral video and having used physical markings, she can confirm that those are her children. Yesterday, in day after 2 pm, somebody sent me a picture. Said so them see it on social media where they bury them. And me say at them to this mother told Observer 9. Mother said her children called her on Friday telling her to pick up 10,000 at a cook shop and that they are going to pick up a package. She is pleading with the public to assist her in locating where they are buried so she can get their bodies. The viral video on social media show the bodies of a female and male in a grave with what appeared to be a blood and their clothes, and a man using a shovel to throw dirt on them. Police and the Black River police are that about 7.15 a.m. Kerrick and Kenesha were last seen leaving a cook shop in Hill in the parish. Their mode of dress at the time they went missing is unknown. They have not been seen since then.
2: Alright folks, um... So, uh, shocking situation. Uh, You know, like I said, uh, you know, you travel to a lot of these other countries and you live in these countries. They do not play with their criminal amongst themselves. They just don't play. So you heard the guy, he was kind of trying to speak in code, I guess, um, ordering and saying that this is what they were going to do. They know the money that is missing is in the house at this particular location. And uh, they were going to get the money. So, um, it's, it's crazy. Patricia, uh, Brian says, this is why a young man named Glenn and my brother Seaford were murdered. The same friend called them both outside. Yes. Years apart, calling them to their death. They were friends here and overseas. Um, wow. Very, very sad. Uh, Charles says two lives are only $50,000. Wow. Life is so cheap nowadays. Well, it was written. We reap what we sow. Um, And that's 50k Jamaican dollars. How much is that in US? I have no clue what that is. What's the currency conversion? Uh, I know it's not very much money. But um, I think it's probably less about the money and more about sending a message um, that you just don't do those sorts of things. Okay. Okay. All right, so um, what a mess. All right, so we're just gonna wait on this video, but here, here is the thing, um, I'll show you the video with the youngsters, but this is what I wanna say about this situation that's very, very concerning. When the RICIPS were called about the incident that night, their position is basically like, oh, This is, oh, wow. Jordan says that's $321 US. Wow. Damn. I can't even, $321. I can't even get you a a ticket to Miami. But it goes to show you for some people, that might be a lot of money. I don't know. But I think it's probably more about the message that you're not going to steal from the boss and get away with it. Wow. That's so crazy. Oh, my God. Horrible. Thank you, Jordan. So, um... So yes, the um the police were contacted. Their position was uh oh, <clears throat> this is a uh, um this is a matter for the uh mass unit because it is, you know, uh what what do you call it? It's um involving children. So you have to wait until um you have to wait until monday when they open up. No. Say what now? No, going and you know, you know that show, the first 48 hours is the most critical in any sort of a situation, right? You go and collect the evidence, you collect eyewitnesses, you start talking to these kids right away, calling the parents. Oh, no. Mass unit, they work Monday to Friday, nine to five. They'll contact you on Monday. (laughs) Listen to me. Our police officers really got to do better. I mean, I keep saying it, and I feel like I'm a broken record, but it, it keeps getting reinforced over and over again. There was another incident over the weekend where a female was assaulted at a sporting event by a male visitor. She reached out to me as I was driving, between Miami and Fort Lauderdale on Saturday said, Miss Sandy, this is what happened. I had to go to the hospital. I'm in pain, blah, blah, blah. This guy who's visiting from overseas kicked her in the back at an event. Other people saw it, publicly did so because he was intoxicated and thought it was funny. And I said, well, have the police arrested him? Oh, she went and told the police, made a statement and they're hoeing and humming. I had to get on the phone and call my police contact and say, what are y'all hoeing and humming about? Because he's going to leave the jurisdiction and get away, and then there will be nothing that you can do. Just like in the recent case with me and my situation. You allow the woman to leave, and then you say, oh, well, we can't charge the guy with with property damage because we're not sure which of the two did it. Then why did you allow her to leave? Why didn't you put a stop order in place? So, um, this is a slackness. Thank God that, um, thank God, honestly, folks, that because of that phone call that I made, they were like, okay, we need to get on it. And um, they were able to, Go to his hotel and arrest him and put a stop order in place before he was permitted to leave the jurisdiction. Shh. Here's the West Bay incident, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
10: <Spelunky>. <laughs>
15: i
6: i
10: wow
2: folks this is what the police are saying Oh, we can wait until Monday to deal with? Are you kidding me? What, what, the what? What is wrong with RCIPS? These guys, you hear what they're saying? They're gonna burn you out, they're gonna burn the house down, they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that. And you think that this warrants waiting on the police, on a specific unit of the RCIPS who only work Monday to Friday, nine to five? Folks, this is crazy.
0: Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brac. Right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brac offers a laid back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora along with amazing wildlife inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today with only a few lots remaining these are sure to go before you know it contact Crichton properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at creightonproperties.com
2: So, folks, I mean, I can't make heads or tails of this logic that the RCAPS are using. Even Patricia says that back in the day, officers dealt with incidents, then called in the family support unit at the time, if necessary. And that would make more sense now. It just doesn't make any sense at all. That little hoodlums can show up to your house. Yes? And, you know, come with weapons in hand threatening another young man who's underage, and the police response is, oh, we'll get to that on Monday morning, because that is the MASH units department. They're the ones who have to deal with this. Between Saturday and Monday, a lot could happen. This situation could escalate. And it appears to me that the RCIPS officers who are on the ground have no real concept of how their actions have a direct and immediate impact on a situation. They either allow it to escalate, or if they know what they're doing, they can help it to de escalate. And in more cases than not, their actions are having a negative impact and allowing a situation to escalate and not the opposite. And that's really, really unfortunate. Sydney uh, says he's going to call tomorrow's show. No problem. Johan says K-Man should not have to rely on CMR plus Auntie Sandy contacting her inside sources to pressure the authorities to do their job. Earn your paychecks and do your jobs, pretty please. I mean, he would have been on the next flight. Luckily, they arrested him at the airport. And now he's been bailed. I don't know why they gave him bail for but I'm hoping they actually kept the passport. Okay. Uh, Vanessa said I would be outside with my beautiful machete. Diamond Princess says these little kids um, need to be taught a serious lesson. They want to act like adults, hooligans, so treat them like adults. It's just unbelievable. I mean, you hear them, you hear what they're saying. They're threatening this kid and not just him. I mean, he's saying, I not got no beef with y'all, I'll just leave, you know, whatever. Well, clearly they have a beef with him. And they're threatening, as far as I'm concerned everybody's life in that building, in that home, including that of his grandmother. The RCAPS should take these sort of incidents extremely serious and shouldn't be telling somebody wait till Monday. A special unit will make contact. Good morning, caller.
7: Good morning, Sandra, again. Can you it's believe this? No, I, I can, unfortunately. I can because mm. this is the way it's going around. I I would love to hear Mr. Kurt Walton's position on this directly as the chief of police of Cayman Islands, if it is acceptable and it is part of what he is teaching his officers or instructing his officers to do when faced with a potentially very violent situation such Mm -hmm. as this, Mm -hmm. to allow for such incredible dereliction of duty. Listen, Sandra, you know, people here in Cayman, are witnessing a lot of violent Mm. criminal activity Mm. that is happening and becoming more and more prevalent. Mm. And if we do not look at the reality that we are looking at a state of virtual anarchy, wherein the ones who are given the privilege of being the ones to stand in the gap in situations such as this, and are constantly, whether it be fraudulent activity, well, guess what happens when somebody Goes to every end they can to sort out a situation. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. everybody is going to bite the bullet and say, "You know what? I would rather not go to prison. I would rather not get into trouble. I would ra- no." They're going to pick up a weapon and they're going to hurt somebody. Exactly. Else. Specifically, because we have a system of policing and law and order, and a justice system, supposed justice system in Cayman, which is not doing its function. It is not. Mm-hmm purpose and this is just one of exactly. a litany mm-hmm. a litany of examples mm-hmm. where this reality is coming to its toxic fruition yeah it's it's yeah. unacceptable so i mean i would if mr walton or anybody within mr walton's earshot mm-hmm. is listening to the program today it, look my name is jonathan out of mr walton and I want to know if you think that the behavior of the officers under your command mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. evening or in West Bay, I want, I want to know, Mr. Walton, is that, that okay with you? Is that what you taught these people to do, mm-hmm. sir? Is mm-hmm. that what you've instructed them to do, Mr. Walton? Yes. I want to know that, man. It's, it's a good question. Because we're beyond ludicrous. Mm-hmm. It's beyond ludicrous. So you can't, on one hand, have the governor standing up there talking about or oh, we are going to be hard towards criminality, this, that, and the other. And when people call mm-hmm. the Blooming Police to come and stand in the gap for a very potentially violent situation, mm-hmm. tell them they're going to have to call marsh Unit on Monday. Mm-hmm. No, man, come, you, you can't, you, you cannot expect for a virtual anarchist mm-hmm. and, and a selective application of justice to continue without expecting massive amounts of sociological degradation, and that is exactly what you're looking at there. And once again, you, me, and the rest of creation know all you got to do is open your <laughs> eyes, you're going to see it. But, right, Senna? Yep. I want to know, Mr. Walton, is that acceptable to you, sir? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, will you be holding your officers to account in that regard, sir? Because mm-hmm. I would really like to know, because we have a police service in the Cayman Islands, which is owned and controlled by the Crown. hmm mm-hmm. Like to you know what the governor thinks about that? Mm-hmm. Seeing as how ones who control it and own it, not Cayman and not Cayman people. Mm-hmm. That's the Absolutely. one. Absolutely. You can call me anytime you want, sir. I'd love to have that conversation with you.
2: Yeah, thank you because
7: very much. Out here in Cayman is a recipe for things to get worse, Cop not better. Boom!
2: Yep. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I mean it's it's shocking. I mean, the caller, I have to agree, too, that, you know, those of us who've had any dealings with law enforcement in this country probably are not all that surprised. But still, these are children. Charles Whitaker says, Sandy, they told the grandmother that they would have someone call her yesterday. But up to now, no one has called her. Charles, what are you saying to me? That has got to be a lie. What? It's after 1030. Don't make my blood pressure go up, honey, chow. What the hell? Oh, my God. WTF. RCIPs, get your shit together. You're impacting people's lives in a very real way. Shaka Zulu says that third world country mentality is proliferating throughout Cayman, even in the RCIPs. And it's so unfortunate. Oh, my God. (coughs) Sorry, Rough Seas. Says, didn't K-Man spend like $80 million expanding the prison? They need the people to escalate things so they can put more heads uh, in the prison. That's all part of the plan. Charles Chambers says, I thought threatening violence is a criminal act against the law. It is. And then another offense would be showing up with weapons. I'm told uh, a machete... A knife or a machete can be plainly seen. And I'm also told, allegedly, that one of them had a gun. These are extremely serious offenses, Charles. Under no circumstances should the police, days after this incident, Charles, did it happen Saturday night or Friday night? Which Which night? Because I don't understand why they'd be waiting. And up to today, no one has contacted this family what the fuck is wrong with the police? Seriously, what is wrong with the RCIPS? Well, Charles says it's not their country. Maybe that's why they don't care. Siobhan says maybe it's not their country, but they were in the badge and took an oath, so they need to do their job, just saying. Shaka Zulu says, Sandy, the law enforcement problem came out is that folks charged with the duty are generally from third world countries and therefore are more tolerant towards the level of violence that we see. (laughs) That is a big part of the problem. They are more than happy to turn a blind eye because this is nothing different, nothing new to them. And a lot of them just do not know their jobs as well. Absolutely. And listen, I'm not saying that every officer that comes from these countries doesn't know what they're doing or doesn't do a good job or whatever but we have one one too many that this is the case with and they have a lackadaisical attitude a don't care attitude and it is just absolutely shocking and deplorable wow unbelievable rcips please y'all got to do better than this i mean i cannot believe it jesus christ Scott says, if they don't come to distress calls, can they come pick me up when I can't get a cab? What are they actually doing? Sue McLaughlin says, this is because most police are Jamaicans. Hmm. I mean, what percentage of our police force are actually Jamaicans, do you think? 70, 80 percent? So that's why people make that comment. And I'm not saying that all of them are bad. But like I said, the number seems to be pretty high in terms of how they handle <coughs> how they handle a situation. Mm-mm. Oh my God. Oh my gosh, what a mess. Folks, um, we'll we'll reach out to the RCAPS. No, I'll tell you what, we're gonna do one better than that. We're going to put up the story because this is what they hate more than anything else is being shamed into um, doing the right thing. So we're going to put up the story about how they have taken all this time and not responded days later to an incident, a violent incident, a potentially violent incident, threats being made, weapons in hand by these teen boys. Nothing has happened. Now, I'm sure that some of these children, I don't know which school they go to, if it's John Gray or Clifton Hunter, probably John Gray. But look at what the police have done. This happened on Saturday. They allowed these kids to go to school on um, Monday morning, where something could have gone down yesterday with that exact same child. And they had no intervention whatsoever in the situation. This is where, like I said, the police are causing people more harm than good when they treat uh, and, you know situations like this. <coughs> So, believe me you, one of these days, somebody is going to sue the RCAPS for their, what's the, what's the proper word that I'm look, looking for? Just inability to act. They have a duty, dereliction of duty. There has to be something of that sort that they're going to be sued for one of these days. You watch and see. And then they're going to have to pay for some poor mother having to bury her child. Oh, they were, the police were called, Shaka Zulu. And they said, uh, somebody will call you on Monday. Yep, what a mess. Negligence, absolute. Thank you. Where the parents, my God, is that a real question? You think that my child could be out after dark Anywhere a teenager, and I don't have tabs on their whereabouts, they could be ganging out with other neighborhood children to walk around with machete and potentially a knife. Where are the parents? When they bring these kids in, they need to arrest the freaking parents, if you, if you want my honest opinion. Because the parents are also the ones that are failing our children. They're failing their children and putting other people's innocent children and their lives at risk. And let me be very clear. These are by and large Kimanian parents. We can't really point the finger too, too much at other people. These are our children and cramped up John Gray that's overcrowded doing this kind of foolishness. Get your shit together, parents. Seriously. Unbelievable. Lord Jesus. Final call of the day. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello, caller. Good morning. Good morning.
15: (laughs) How's your throat? Oh, good. I can hear. Yes.
2: (laughs) Trying to push through.
15: Yeah. You know that apple cider vinegar, Mm -hmm. if you put a little bit of that in warm water and gargle, Mm -hmm. it is also very helpful, you know.
2: Oh, so I, you, haven't, yeah, I haven't I haven't even been cool. doing that for the last couple of weeks.
15: Yeah, and you, and you and then to that, just add a pinch of salt, but don't make it too strong because then it'll be too harsh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, I ma'am. just wanted to say <clears throat> this um, this is regarding the comments there about the police.
10: Mm-hmm.
15: Um, what I would like to say <coughs> on that is we cannot um, we cannot blame what's happening with the police on, as the people have put it, third world Mm. countries, Mm. because just remember these police officers who now wear these uniforms, drive up and down in these cars, they come, I don't know at what level, and they take up these jobs. I don't know that they've even gone through the training academy, like, I'm sorry like the young officers have to do when they apply, that they mm-hmm. go through that whole training process. Mm-hmm. And let us not forget, let us not forget, they have a standard phrase now, mm-hmm. that when you call them out, if it's not for a gun or a murder, they have a standard phrase. It's a civil matter. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to go and see a lawyer. It's a civil matter. Yes. Now, my question to that is, half of these people cannot read and write. So Mm who is teaching them this phrase? Mm -hmm. And then look at at who was heading up the police force for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Also, let us bear in mind, the police fall directly under the governor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, I ask the question, Mm -hmm. who is teaching them? They're not bringing this hair with them. I'm sorry. Because if this was happening in their country, it would only happen one time. First of
2: all, these people police in
15: the countries they come
2: from. Well, we've we've seen, unfortunately, that some of them have been officers in their own country. But uh, what a lot of them do here, and I'll be honest with you, I've seen this happen a lot. They start off as security guards in this country, making minimum wage. And then they quickly Mm -hmm. move into the RCIPS after a year or two of working for a local security company. But we've had, remember the one who was charged with, with murder? But he ended up getting off the police officer in Jamaica. So we have had some officers who have come here under very, very questionable circumstances. And you have to wonder what the HR department at the RCIPS is actually doing.
15: And again, I and again I say, what kind of training are they getting? Mm. And the better question is, who are they getting the training from? Yes. Who are they getting it from? Because I can tell you one thing. People don't call his name. But I'm going to call his name because I don't think he got enough credit.
11: Mm -hmm.
15: There was a man who had rose to the ranks, I'm sorry, (coughs) Mm -hmm. of deputy commissioner. And of course, he wasn't very popular because he kept them all straight and in line. Mm -hmm. And he was from England. His name is Kevin McCann. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, like I said, and I see them as in the police, they did not like him because Mm -hmm. he kept them all straight. If you made a report about any of them to him,
10: mm-hmm.
15: you can believe me. He dealt with it. And when it was dealt with, he contacted the individual to let them know what action had been taken and at what level. That's mm-hmm. if it was internal. Of course, it was. if it was bigger, it went to court. Mm-hmm.
10: And mm-hmm.
15: they did not like that man. They don't. You don't ever hear his name called. But I can tell you, because he served on the, my father. Mm -hmm. And after my father was gone, he was one of them that rose to the rank of deputy commissioner. And by the way, my father didn't come Mm -hmm. from Cayman either. And when he headed up the police force, we didn't have this kind of nonsense. Mm -hmm. Now, whether Mm -hmm. they liked him or disliked him, I don't know. But I'll tell you what.
10: Mm -hmm.
15: He ran, that's when we had a police force.
10: Mm.
15: So let us not blame this on those who are being given the jobs
10: mm-hmm, let mm-hmm. us
15: blame it on those who are giving them the jobs and since everybody is on talking <laughs> about what is happening in the country this would be one of those things that i would think should be a priority mm. that a petition should be done up signed and let the people know how mm-hmm. we feel about the lack of law enforcement in our country count count the Caymanian police that we have left there,
10: mm-hmm.
15: period. Not just in senior positions, period. And then ask yourself, why do you think that is? And give it yeah. another two years, and then you're going to really see what's going to happen.
2: All right, my anyway, dear. you Thank take you care very- of your throat. Yes, ma'am. And have a wonderful day. <clears throat> Thank you so much. <clears throat> All right, folks. Um, yes, yes, and yes. Kaboom! I tell you what, it's a mess. Um, <clears throat> what a hot mess. Mm-mm. So listen, folks, Um, just a reminder, our YouTube channel, the regular YouTube channel is back. So as of tomorrow, <clears throat> we'll be back on the primary channel. I still see right now we have about 40 something people on the alternative backup channel watching. So tomorrow I won't be streaming to that channel at all. I'm doing both this morning. So we've got about 100 on the regular one at the moment and then another 44 on the backup channel. So if you're on the backup channel, go back to the regular one tomorrow. We'll only stream on that one channel. So the idea is we stream on one channel at a time. When we get in trouble with YouTube, then we use the backup channel. So it's been two weeks already. Gosh, that went by fast. Um, apparently we're out of YouTube jail. So we're good to go again. Miss um, Olive says one quick question. Is there any Caymanians working anywhere in the world? Only Jamaican police do wrong in Cayman. Is the is the all Jamaican police officers here take orders from the police commissioner? Is the commissioner police also a Jamaican? Um, <laughs> it's a it's a complicated um and simple at the same time question and answer, uh, Miss Olive. Let's dig into it a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can get any numbers. I probably can't on such short notice but I'm going to see if I can get any information about um, the makeup of the RCIPS and maybe we can form that as part of our um, discussion. Jess says, shame the parents too. <laughs> Absolutely. These kids are free to do as they please. Haul the parents before the courts too. These children want to act like adults and treat them like adults and take them straight <clears throat> through the adult legal system and give them abro- adult prison terms. If necessary, change the laws to accommodate a system to deal with With these hoodlums. It's quite, quite unfortunate. But these children, I would not even say are the criminals of tomorrow. They are the criminals of today and starting very, very young, unfortunately. All right, folks, um, that's all she wrote today. Thank you guys um, so much for tuning into the program as always and for participating. We're rolling straight into 2024 is right around the corner. Christmas is 12 days away. Oh my God. My Christmas tree is up and not a single ornament is on it. Oh, this year I don't plan on doing no cooking. I just need to rest. I just need a break. <laughs> so <clears throat> if you're cooking anything, um, let me know. I need somebody to do some nice pork for Marlon because that's like his Christmas treat. He wants some nice stew pork. So um, I was going to get my sis- one of my sisters to do it, but unfortunately she's not going to be here. She's actually traveling, honey child. So I need to try and sort him out with some nice um, stew pork. All right, beautiful people. Y'all have a good day, uh, the rest of your day, and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning bright and early for our Wednesday edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Until then, please be safe.